The Real Housewives of Orange County, Potomac. Yeah! Oh, my favorite. And New York City. I am gagging! Oh my gosh. I've never seen the Housewives show before. I have like no idea of the characters, like no idea. lovely listeners. Welcome back into The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernest, and chic, c'est la word on the Grand Dame Street says, four degrees can't learn your class, my friend. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Patricia, and I like an arm or two. <laughs> um, so Patricia, uh, it's so great to be back with you in the workroom on this notorious episode um, mm. because you quite famously do not watch The Housewives and I do. So yeah, so my, my tagline was just filled with uh, moments from uh, housewife, housewife taglines. Um, don't know if you caught oh, any of those. Okay. <laughs> no, you were, that, that was like a whole other world for me just yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, I know. And that's okay. Uh, so, um, listeners, um, I know some of you all do watch The Housewives, and I know a lot of you were kind of trepidatious about this episode, um, but so happy that you're listening with us. <laughs> Hopefully you did watch this episode, but if you didn't, that's totally fine. Um, hmm. But just to uh, remind everyone that we are on Instagram and Facebook at The Workroom Podcast. And also, we'll have a cheat sheet in the show notes, and I'll prompt you when it's time to click on that uh, once we get to the runway. And also, just to remind, remind everyone, we are on Patreon, where we are going back through Warren stories, or we're continuing Warren stories, I should say. And the latest episode is with Nayland and I going through the episode mm-hmm. on uniform. And coming up this week nice. will be a conversation between me and Patricia we were talking about chance in Las Vegas. Yes. So, so yeah. Um, and we love hearing from you. So you can also send us your hot takes, your questions and your gossip to us at in the workroom at gmail.com. And we got some great hot takes and uh, input from our listeners for this week. So I will be sprinkling that in throughout the episode um, as they come up uh, because you guys had very, uh, specific things to say about certain um, elements of the show. And so, Patricia, I'm going to um, surprise you with some of our listener comments. Oh, oh please do. <laughs> Yay. All right. So let's get to it. And um, but Patricia, before we start, we start. Do you actually have any overall thoughts on this episode or anything that you want to say um... up top? I mean, overall thoughts on this episode is how come people expect everybody to know what the housewives are and how the franchises work and and why people care? I say that. I see. I say that because you know I don't watch the show. In fact, I think I may have. I may have watched one episode um, after you and I talked. One of the premieres that had the only two people on there who I've ever known about, which is Erica Jane mm-hmm. and the former model, I forget, one of the Hadid, Hadid the mom, and I forget the first name, um, Yolanda, Yolanda Hadid. Yes. And, but I have no, I mean, I know I watched like some premiere with those two, but I have no memory of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that the two people, I think that people not knowing 
all just about the show mm-hmm. or, or even people watching the show people watching project one way who don't watch um housewives like how like we're supposed to just fill in the gaps yeah i don't know it was just a little bit odd to not have that a little bit or just like a one sentence thing like the housewives is a show that's been going on for x amount of years it's known for this mm-hmm. but, but, but just something like that as yeah. opposed to having to have contestants wonder about it i know it because and we'll get to it and i'll and i and i'm glad you brought that up because there are some other things that happened in the background that, or i would just say there was um an air of high stakes to this episode that I also don't mm. think that we were clued in on. Um, that there were, oh. um, it, it felt a, a little more stressful on the production side than mm. I think we're, I, I'll just say that I'm used to noticing. Um, and okay. so I kind of had to imagine what could possibly have been going on. So, and I will say that this is most likely taking place in early fall um for instance and so i think that's it's really um, important to know when this actually was happening as well um but also as for me as someone who i you know i watch the housewives less and less these days and i've already said that because they just kind of stress me out (laughs) but i've been tuned in because of the podcasts that i love and listen to who tune into them um and and so i so there are dynamics that are happening between um, or with the housewives, you know, the characters that they have. And also, I think in terms of how they're perceived as clients, kind of, um, uh, they, I think they bring in and they carry a lot of, I would call them stereotypes about them being difficult or being mm-hmm. um, very demanding and also filled with drama. But a part of that also is, I think, definitely crafted by um, the shows themselves and how Bravo markets them um, and also mm-hmm. produces them. So, right. Yeah, right. there's a there's a lot that that they definitely are assuming that we know as as viewers because these shows are the 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 highest rated shows on the network. These are very very oh. important um Bravo these, stars, I'll oh, say. Okay. Yeah. These yeah. two shows. Um These two shows or all the housewife shows? The housewife shows. I think I the yeah, I'm pretty sure without me really knowing the facts, I'll just say that I don't know the numbers, but I would I'm I'm pretty sure that the Housewife shows are the highest rated shows on Bravo. I'm pretty sure about that. Okay. So. Wow. And let me ask you this: Has the episode where they wear these garments aired? Oh, we we can get to that. Let's get to that at the end. Oh. Um, once oh, once we okay. we go through that because I feel like that's like a good way of summing up at the end of the episode. Um, oh, okay. Do you yeah. need to cut that out? No, no. Well, you can keep it in. <laughs> So, yeah. Well. All right. Uh, so let's get into this episode here. And uh, we start off with the designers getting ready again. But this is the 10th episode. And so we're we're down to the wire. And there are less and less people. And um, this whole time, Chastity, Anna, and Christina have been living in the basement together. But they're moving upstairs to be roommates just with other designers. It's not like they're all getting their their own rooms all of a sudden they get their own work table but they still have to room with one another so they're moving upstairs and then we gather at the runway and so this is um the the designers are um gathering 
um, where they typically sit for their final runway show. Christian Siriano was there. And they all run to sit next to what look like table centerpieces filled with oranges, red apples, and cherry blossoms. So they're calling them like flowers. But now that we know what it's for, the flowers are specifically cherry blossoms. And the centerpieces are all clues for their challenges. And this is the real client challenge. And Christian tells them that their clients are about to come out from behind the screen. <laughs> so out walks the Real Housewives stars. And we have uh, um, representatives from three franchises. It's the, the OG Real Housewives of OC, Orange County. Then we have Potomac. And then we have New York City. And the two housewives from um, Orange County are Sheena, I'm sorry, Shannon and Gina. I just combined their names. Shannon and Gina. And then the Real Housewives of Potomac get three housewives. We have Dr. Wendy, Karen Huger, the self-proclaimed Grand Dame, um, and Giselle Bryant. Uh, then we'll have uh, from New York, Leah and the Countess Luanne de Lesseps. <laughs> and sure. it's really interesting who is from these franchises, but also there is something really, really um, telling that uh, about who we're missing. So we don't have anyone from Atlanta and um, we're missing uh, housewives from New Jersey. And also I think in terms of, of, of how we're weighting these franchises, we have the most coming from Potomac, which I wonder if it has anything to do with ratings. <laughs> Just like, why are there three from Potomac, well, but there are only two from New York and from OC? I was going to ask you that. Well, I, I do want to ask you this. I found this very strange because I think there's a franchise in Chicago and one in Atlanta too, or no? Or am I imagining No, that? there's nothing in Chicago, but yes, Atlanta. Oh. There's no one from Atlanta oh. or New Jersey. Oh, for, some reason, for some reason, I thought there was one in Chicago. Okay, so then... Not yet. So there's only the ones that are on Project Runway now plus Atlanta. No, there's Atlanta, oh. there's New Jersey... There's mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, and there's oh. the newest one, which is Salt Lake City. There's a lot. There are a lot of franchises. Oh, okay. So yeah. then why weren't they all represented? This was my question. Yeah. I was. I, I really am wondering about that. I wonder if it has anything to do with um, filming, you know, where the other franchise is filming at this time, and so therefore none of the, um, the other cast members were free. Did it have anything to do with COVID restrictions or – those types of things. I'm pretty sure there were like production issues. Um, I know reading through the um, the news around this episode um, for, before um, before we started recording, um, the Bravo released some uh, like an article saying like, oh, this this episode of Project Runway explains why Gina and Shannon were in New York ahead of filming. So they hadn't started filming oh. yet for their um, their their oh. season. So that probably has a lot to do with availability. Um, so I have another question. When yes. they have these reunions, so, well, maybe, I, this is so confusing. Can we just mm -hmm. say why the reunion is important up front? Oh, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Because it is, it is part of the challenge, right, at this point. So then the designers know that they have to dress the the housewife people for an upcoming reunion episode, right? And my question is, 
So the reunions happen, are the reunions like all the New Jersey cast gets to reunite with itself and then the, the uh, Atlanta cast gets to reunite with itself or are they intra-franchise reunions? No, they're not intra-franchise reunions. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, so, kinda, yeah, but, but kind of like to... So I, yeah, this is very confusing from the show. Yeah, yeah, so, to sort of like explain... Why are they three... Yeah, to explain all of that, um, it, I mean, and those are those are you know valid questions to have because um, I think they definitely wanted to span across the franchises, but um, you know, most likely because of production issues, couldn't get everybody. And also, I still think that the highest rated housewife franchise is Atlanta, and so they weren't there. And I, mm. and I have a, have a feeling that maybe um, uh, New York and Potomac are up there. I know. OC is one of the struggling fledgling um, franchises at this point, not currently their current season is a revamp and I think it is helping them in the ratings. But at this time um, it's probably, probably on availability. And so, yes, the challenge is that these designers will be making um, a reunion outfit for these women. Um, It is not specified if, if they actually will wear them um, or if it's just the winner, but to explain what a reunion is um, because they, they kind of go through it, but not really. Um, And it's also very clear which designers understand what's going on and which ones don't, because we have bones and chastity who are literally screaming the entire time. Just like, ah, you're like, so once, (laughs) once Christian's like, yeah, so you, your, your challenges to create a reunion outfit and there's actual like audible gagging you can just hear it all over like from the other people so it's um so there's a couple of people who actually gag out loud and then there's also um i would say a couple of people who are like what who who are these people yeah. and what for what is a reunion show um so anna is just kind of happy to be there as usual but when they're uh, on their way to sketch, it's Chastity who's explaining to Anna what a reunion or trying to explain to Anna what a reunion is, because you go through a season. So I'll, I'll just use Real Housewives of Potomac as an example. So you go through a whole season with your cast and then um, the last, you know, ep- the last episodes of that season are a reunion where everyone generally gathers I think they all go to New York City uh, where Bravo's headquarters are they sit with Andy Cohen around some set for the whole day and um, usually leading up to this they will start um, filming for the reunion before the actual season um, uh, finishes airing um, so there are all and so when um, the 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 housewives are trying to explain to the designers um, what the reunion outfit means Luann offers that the reason why this outfit is so important is because it gets picked up by media by the weeklies because news outlets will start advertising or not advertising. We'll start covering like, Oh, what did they wear? And there are people staking out um, the studios where they film these things. And so you'll kind of hear about it before it actually airs because the, 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 the crux of the season is still airing before the reunion comes on, but it's usually, it's only the ladies. So it's like for, for Potomac, it will only be Potomac for New York, only New York. Um, okay. And, and sometimes, depending on how dramatic the season was, 
they'll be on the air with the reunion for four episodes. Like I, there's uh, there is an epic season um, of Atlanta where the reunion was four episodes. <laughs> and oh, okay. so they don't change clothes. They're wearing the same thing for these four episodes. So that's also another reason why it's so important because I think it's probably it can it's arguably going to be the most memorable outfit of the season since you'll see them multiple times over weeks and in a month at at most in the same outfit. So Okay, it yeah. sounds like a very um, unrigorous version of uh, Drag Race Untucked, but just without rigor at all. <laughs> yeah. Just wild, wild, wild. Yeah, and Untucked is after every, it's like it's like a debrief after every um, yes. challenge. And this one is... Oh, this is after every season. This is, no, yeah, this is not after every episode. This is a culmination of the season. Mm. Of the entire season. So, um... So yeah. Oh dear. Um. Uh. But yeah. But I think in terms of the drama, it probably is around the same thing. Where I guess a good untucked involves some kind of conflict, <laughs> and mm. and a good reunion also involves a lot of conflict as well. And so, um, I think as Leah states, like you want to look fabulous while you're taking someone down with your words. Mm. God. <laughs> During a reunion. Oh God. Um. And so yeah, I I learned a, a lot from this with the housewives kind of speaking up about what this means, especially from Luann. Um, and, and also it kind of, this is the most anticipated episode for all of them. And I think it's the only thing that we can really spend months down the line planning your look. So, um, so yeah, so they all want to look great and um, they all uh, are sitting, the designers are sitting next to their, uh, the, the vases or the centerpieces that has their client's name in them. And so then we learn who gets whom. And so Bones gets Shannon, um, who, he calls, who they call Miss Shannon, Miss Shannon Bador. Chantal gets Luann. Anna gets Gina from the OC. Aaron gets Giselle from Potomac. Coral gets Leah from New York. Chastity goes I got the grand deal god damn it from Potomac <laughs> Christina gets Dr. Wendy from Potomac and Chastity without missing a beat when uh, Christina pulls Dr. Wendy Chastity yells um, she has several degrees and Dr. Wendy uh, corrects her and goes actually three actually self, several means three I have four degrees um, and <laughs> That's, I miss that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and, and it's like these are all references to the show. So Dr. Wendy has four degrees, and that was a very, very well-known refrain from her first season on Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, it's very important that you know that she has four degrees. Um, so uh, Christian tells them that they have two days. They have 30 minutes to consult with the clients and they get $700 to shop at Mood. And he tells them off the bat because Christian will not be there at Mood this time. Um, so they get their budget up front. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, so as someone who is unfamiliar with a lot of these um, women, what did you think about this cons consultation time in the workroom? I meet with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seemed okay. It seemed like, okay, there's a lot of like, energy there's a lot of like projection that i don't understand because i don't know what things mean right i don't mm -hmm. um so i thought it was sort of 
fine, but I have to tell you, and I can't quite put my finger on it, mm-hmm. I could not watch this show all the way through. Oh, you mean I this episode? Just, yeah, this, I'm sorry. Yeah, this episode okay. all the way through. I was like, oh my god, oh, so- and I started to feel it sort of now, like during th- this like exact moment, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what oh. what is this? So. It, everything just felt really weird for me at this time. Okay. But I don't really, can't quite put my finger on it. Huh. Interesting. I want to, I want to know like what was weird or. Well, I don't know. Even after watching it, I still don't know how to verbalize it. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I will say that I watched this through my fingers. Like I had like my hands over oh. my face, <laughs> but, and I think this probably is because I do watch the housewife show housewives shows. It was so much better than I expected it to be. So so oh, good. even this time with them cons- um, consulting with their clients, it is very clear that these women are very used to being on camera. Um, they are very, uh, very charismatic. Um, their personalities are coming through. And um, mm. we have, I think we have first, let's see here, Karen and Chastity. So Chastity is very much um, enamored by Karen Huger. Um, so Karen Huger, for 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 you and, and all others who don't know who Karen Huger is, Karen Huger's thing is she is a self-proclaimed grand dame of Potomac, which is a very wealthy suburb outside of Washington, D.C. And um, she's married to the Black oh. Bill Gates and um, is sort of like the the matriarch of the season. She's the oldest cast member. And so Chastity does talk about how she holds Miss Karen in high regard because she is a business owner. Um, very famously. So um, has, I, I think her, she has a fragrance called La Dame perfume. Uh, oh. And, and she also, there also was like a, I was just say like a kind of a candle rivalry um, with Wendy on this last season that was just absolutely hilarious. Um, but she she's a mother and she's a wife and those are things that that Chastity relates to and and holds on to as like a way of um, feeling connected to Karen. And um, so she's a dream client for Chastity. And then we have sure. Dr. Wendy and Christina. And I'll just say that. Um, Dr. Wendy is right off the bat ramming through what it took her half of a season to admit on Real Housewives of Potomac. And that is that she has new breasts and she has a new butt. That was a storyline where she was not quite honest for some reason. There's there's a there's an air of properness to the Potomac franchise, I'll say. Um, And Wendy is showing up in a glittered suit. It's a gold uh, looks like it. It has to be custom made glitter suit. It looks like something that you would wear on a stage. Like it's a performance outfit. And um, Christina is taking her measurements, and um, and also they're having a dialogue about what it is that she wants to wear, um, and and what is like kind of uh, or, or what her expectations are. So this is this is our first conversation between these two, um, where. Uh, some ongoing discrepancies will arise. So Christina asks, who, and Christina is also someone who's never watched The Real Housewives, doesn't mm-hmm. understand what a reunion is, and is asking a lot of questions like, okay, so are, you know, what you wear, like, should it be a dress? 
or can it be a suit? And Wendy is like, well, actually, it can be whatever you want it to be if you can make a suit. And Christine's like, of course I can. Um, and so we have also this distinct moment of hearing Dr. Wendy tell Christina, um, you can give me pants. You can give me a jacket. I will be good in anything. Just exuding this confidence and also this hyper um, camaraderie, being very, very cooperative with um uh, Christina as a designer. So that's, I think that's really important to set up. Mm. Um, then we have Coral and Leah and Coral, um, is we, uh, Coral again is flummoxed by this challenge. I, I think Coral from week to week is, is usually in a position where she's like, ah, oh, this is not what I do. And we have Leah who, um, I think, is very um, cautiously telling Coral what she wants. She's like, I want to be a sexy Disney Disney princess. Mm. And Coral cannot hide the horror on her face. And Leah makes like this hand gesture, kind of like, hear me out. Wait, I know this is not great, but listen, um, what if I had butterflies on a train? What if my dress was alive? And (laughs) Coral is just like, oh, no, I don't do this. This is not my thing. And so then that's that's Coral's challenge um, for this episode. Yeah, I think this is another thing that I found like slightly strange where mm-hmm. I thought, okay, these are adults, but they want like sexy Disney princess, which mm-hmm. I don't want to knock anything that anybody likes. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you're an adult who wants to dress like a middle class suburban high school bar at Halloween. Well, there's also I don't get yeah, it. <laughs> but but also like I'll just say that like chastity's on your bracket. And that's essentially chastity's yeah. aesthetic. Is <laughs> a sexy Disney princess. That's what she Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I never saw that. Yeah, that's what she's uh, and so that that is an example of something that um uh, is an aesthetic, is out there, is a preference, but also Leah is clearly aware that this is an outlandish thing to ask <laughs> out loud on Project Runway. She's like, I just want to tell you what I want, but I am not the designer. You're the you're the designer, and so I want you to do you. Essentially, that's essentially hmm. what the back and forth is, but she also is aware that you know I'm asking for something that kind of may sound ridiculous but again like chastity is doing really well and that's that's chastity's thing as well yeah i mean i think about chastity as somebody who's like slightly conservative as a designer Mm -hmm. not like sexy disney princess yeah there's something about sexy disney princess is really agent appropriate in that description oh interesting you know what i mean like no Uh, yeah which i don't think Chastity at all as huh yeah I think of Chastity as maybe like a conservative Disney princess hmm. and Leah um I wouldn't necessarily think of her as a sexy Disney princess I, I kind of feel like her aesthetic from what I know of her is because you know full disclosure not full disclosure like just to kind of give a background on Leah Leah's um of the New York franchise and she owns a streetwear company and it's great mm-hmm. that she acknowledged that she's she's not she doesn't design those clothes like she owns a company but she's not a designer um and so that so then therefore her she's not the expert in in this duo 
Um, and so, but she does dress sporty and um, with fitted things. And she does like to show off a lot of her body. Um, and, and one of her things on the show is sort of being a little bit more outrageous and daring and um, uh, less conservative than the other women on the, on, on the show. So I thought it was really interesting that she described this as an aesthetic. Um, but I think for, for a reunion, um, I, th- I think a lot of them um, uh, tend towards this like sexiness. But um, instead of saying like Disney princess, maybe it's like a, I don't know, a sexy prom queen or a sexy uh, beauty queen or something like that. So, yeah. Um, next we have Bones and Shannon. And um, I don't really watch The Real Housewives of Orange County, so I know these women less than everyone else. But um, I, what I do know of Shannon is that she, she harbors a lot of insecurity about her body. Um, and that comes out full-fledged in this interaction. And um, she just she comes to Bones and she's like, I just want to tell you that the measurements that you take today don't define who I will be in the future, okay? So the numbers that we have to hear, have today um, may not be the numbers of tomorrow because basically she's going to spend a lot of time um, talking about how she's trying to lose weight. And, cool. um, and I'll say that... Uh, I don't know. Like it, she focuses on focuses a lot on what she doesn't want, and Bones works really hard to get her to speak about what she does want and what she does like, um, which is really hard with with Shannon as a client. Um, but I feel like Bones has clocked her for being a bit contradictory in her tastes because um, he pulls out or they pull out like, well, what about feathers like what, what about texture and and Shannon's like no no I I wouldn't want that and Bones is like but look at your shoes you're wearing feather shoes it's like there's something not right mm-hmm. about Miss Shannon um she's saying that she doesn't really want to stand out but she has on feather shoes so what is it and so you know and I think in this interaction Bones kind of is right I don't I don't because Bones is one of the designers who does know the housewives but I don't know if Bones watches OC either but but they definitely know what a reunion is. Um, and and I learned some things from Shannon as, uh, in terms of like criteria for a reunion wear that for the OC, it's either cocktail wear or pants. Um, hmm. So you can't come in a gown. Um, and I'm wondering also if that's to kind of mix up the aesthetic of other franchises because other franchises, all they wear are gowns. But with OC, apparently it is it's cocktail, so. Hmm. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so you know, I I don't have much to say about any of this until like the runway. Yeah. All right. Well. How about you? Did something oh. stand out to you? Well, I mean, I I just yeah. To be honest, like I love this entire I, this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh so what was um, the best thing about this episode for you i really want to know what the best thing about it was yeah well I, I it's not like one thing in particular it was just overall i honestly was really proud of these housewives oh okay <laughs> for being really um really great clients being open-minded 
and hmm. um and it felt like each of them were really interested in to the best that they, that they could like we're interested in the designers being able to show themselves um and so I really, really appreciated that um, because like, so, so next we have, you know, Chantal and Luann, who is from the New York housewives. And it really, mm-hmm. there really isn't much to say here other than that. Um, they seem to be really like a really good match. Um, Chantal is the best. Chantal is really showing herself to be um, a true professional and mm. I think these real yeah. client conversations are very telling because we have Chantal, who is used to clearly used to working with clients. And then we have Aaron, who is also kind of like, I should get an A on, on this challenge because I'm telling you, I'm mm. one of the only ones um, in here who uh, does custom. And so uh, so and, and it's great because Aaron has, I think, one of the most notoriously difficult clients in terms of fashion really of all of the housewives yes wow are you surprised to hear that <laughs> yes because that person seemed so easygoing on 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 this show on this episode yeah yeah and i'll say that notorious in terms of fashion giselle is a an amazing client and also um so giselle is one of the real housewives of potomac um, is an amazing client and also is one of the few housewives on that show who um, who we get to see the, the the people in her in her life who does like her makeup and her hair. Um, uh, she just kind of surrounds herself with really friendly people who does her quote unquote glam, I'll say. And okay. so um, but um, Giselle is sort of like known for not having great fashion. Um, and I think she's very proud of that. She doesn't have great taste in a lot of things. And that kind of translates to house decorations. Um, uh, she, I, I will say that people lovingly joke about um, her choices of colors and, and patterns and designs that don't go together so well. But she really does love the things that she loves um, and is, I would say, disinterested in, in how people uh, come after her aesthetic choices and kind of leans into how that is kind of funny. Um, and what I love here is that we have Aaron, who um, throughout the uh, in, in another part of the, um, the episode kind of admits is like, listen, I'm going to go full I'm going to go a little bit more costume on this than I typically do Hmm. and I'm like yes Giselle is the best client for you she is up for all of that um and um and 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 is like I I think also very very open to whatever Erin has in mind because she shows something all of them have like a lookbook um of their past looks on reunions and Giselle shows Aaron, one of her favorite looks, which is a lace jumpsuit. And she's like, this is my favorite. And, you know, I personally uh, do not like that outfit. <laughs> and she showed Aaron. Do you remember it? Yeah. I mean, from this episode, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, and so Giselle's like, I love a jumpsuit. And Aaron's like, okay, well, um, I like the idea of a jumpsuit. Let's let's do that. And Giselle's like, yeah, but I'm a little worried that everyone else in here is going to do a jumpsuit. And Aaron's like, who cares? Let's just do it the best. 
Um, and so then he continues, you know, to to ask Giselle to describe like what's what's your thing? And Giselle's very open, like I want a pop of color. I want to be suntan Barbie, essentially. Mm. And Aaron's like, all right, I got it. Let's do it. Um, and then we have Anna and Gina. And Gina is explaining to Anna that she likes clean lines, um, asymmetry, meaning like an arm out, maybe two sleeves. She's into form and structure and shoulder pads and a lot of shine. And um, and, and so this is sort of like also um, someone who's from Orange County. Um, so they have their requirements where I guess if it's a dress, it has to be cocktail length, but they're allowed to wear like pantsuits and jumpsuits and those types of things. Um, and then we have Leah uh, and Coral again, where they're sort of deciding on color. And this is important when we go to mood. So Leah is into navy or emerald green or or black, kind of like these darker, sophisticated colors. And um, and and then that's about it. We're we're off to mood. Yeah. And on the way before or at mood or on the way there, Aaron does this thing <laughs> with like multiple times throughout this season well the only season with with Aaron in it you know mm-hmm. um where Aaron does this thing where these people are crazy and I'm like <laughs> we've heard you say that so many times they're just excited it's like this introvert thing that Aaron does where everybody's excitement gets too much to bear <laughs> oh yeah yeah and I find it humorous <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's 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 so um, warm and loving um, now. Where I'm just like, okay, Aaron is Aaron's thing is just to like not have fun. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we're in mood. We're running running around with um, our seven hundred dollars and thirty minutes to go. Bones gets some feathers, and Bones is like, I don't care. Uh, Miss Shannon is gonna be wearing some feathers. And we have Coral, who nixes the idea that they uh, that um, she agreed on with Leah to get an emerald green because she can't find any emerald green um, fabrics that she really likes. And tries, you know, again, um, the Coral is very small. And there is this uh, habit of the um, camera people who love to watch Coral jumping up for something that she that's out of reach or trying with her tiny tiny body to pull out um, a, a bolt of fabric that probably weighs more than her entire body and so but she finally struggles with this uh, nude fabric and decides that she's going to lean away from the, sick, the sexy Disney princess and move towards mm-hmm. a goddess um, motif um, okay more age-appropriate mm-hmm. more age-appropriate mm-hmm. and um and we also have uh coral choosing a fabric that has a kind of texture that feels a lot uh feels um knitted or some t- type of knit like texture so she's continuing with her macrame or braiding motif um as well with, yeah. with choosing these new types of fabrics can I just clarify when I say age appropriate, I mm-hmm. don't mean what I mean is an aesthetic that's not based on the sexualization of a minor. Huh? That's what I mean by age appropriate. Oh, yeah. And I don't think of it as that either. Oh, so so that's what you mean by age appropriate? Yes. When I say 
So, so when I say that like sexy Disney princess is not age appropriate, that's what I mean. Oh, An okay. aesthetic that's based on the sexualization of a yeah. minor. Yeah. So when, when I hear, oh, more goddess, I'm like, okay, something more adult because you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Okay. You know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we also have a moment with Chastity who gets really stressed out and is yelling at the top of her lungs because she can't find some satin fabric. Um, and this is just sort of a moment um, that it, like, just kind of digs in how important this challenge is to Chastity as someone who loves Karen Huger so much that she's just like, I don't care. I need to get what I need to get because it's not just me. Mm. It's Miss Karen. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. All right. So we head back to the workroom. And everyone is is really, really um, into this. Uh, Christina and Chantal are already in the sewing room. And um, we find out that Chantal is uh, who has Luann from New York as a, a client, um, has the idea of making a wrap dress and a corset in a, a corset made of lace. Um, and she's trying to figure out how to fit these two things together. And um, we also have Chastity, who's making a corseted bodice um, and is hammering out the beading um, from the seams. And this is really interesting because I I just kind of love it when they they do stuff like this, this technical stuff where um, she's got this beaded fabric. It's got to be expensive, so expensive. Um, And so she wants to run this through the machine so she doesn't want to break any needles on the beads. And so she has to hammer these edges out. But as she's putting the um, um, as she's putting it through the machine, it start, it's starting to fray, and it's this moment with all uh, between Chastity and Bones, where Bones is like, "Oh yeah, no, that's gonna happen." So what are you gonna do? And she's like, "Well, I've got to hand sew this. I, I mean, I, this is Miss Karen. I it, I can't send her down the the runway looking like nothing, like looking like a mess." Um, so Chastity unfortunately has made a lot of work for herself um, in getting this really really great fabric. Um, Bones likes to take their clothes off, clearly. So we learned this from the pandemic episode where every the producers were asking, like, uh, so what'd you wear during the pandemic? And Bones like, I wore barely any clothes. Um, it's probably, yeah. let's say it's like 72 degrees in the workroom, and then Bones is like, Oh, it's too hot. Let me take my clothes off. Um, so Bones is also sewing at the machine, shirtless. Um <laughs> And uh, we also have, I'll just say, like, new talking head looks between Coral and Bones. I I think they're both looking like, I I call them, like, chic Black Panthers to me. Um, They've got these, like, so Coral has a black beret and, like, a black turtleneck going on. And Bones is wearing a black uh, do-rag with these, like, cold shoulder mock turtleneck velvet outfit going on. Um, Anyway, that's also important as they talk about how they're um, trying to figure out the clothes that they're working on because Bones is dead bored by um, what they're making for Ms. Sh- with Shannon by the end of the day. And Coral is just like, yeah, so again, going full goddess. <laughs> yeah. Going full goddess here. Um, so yeah, yeah. Anything else to say about this day one before... We had to day two. Um, I'm looking at my notes. No. All right. So. No, not really. Okay. So because again, it's a two-day challenge, 
And day two, we go straight to the workroom. So we don't wake up with them in, in the apartment. They've moved. Who cares? Uh, we don't get to see any celery being juiced today. So they head into the workroom. Chantal is screaming, as always, which is great. And um, Aaron, of course, is also like, oh, the housewives, oh, they're so opinionated. You know, they want to, mm. they love, they want to love their looks. They don't give a shit. But I'm like, they actually do give lots of shits. That's why this, mm. that's why this challenge is so important. <laughs> they really, really care. Um, and so, um, so Chantal has kind of figured out what is going to happen with her look. So again, I noticed that a lot of people were doing a like a, a bunch of half and halves. So we haven't mm-hmm. really talked a lot about Christina yet, but Christina's doing a half and half or she's doing like a half dress, half pantsuit. Chastity is doing like a half corset and, and drape something else draped. Chantal is doing half lingerie and a half of a suit or half lingerie, half a wrap dress. And so we get like a closer look in all of this um, when, when Christian comes in, but a part of that, I'm just like, um, is this the pressure of having to, to do something that is so um, outside of what they would normally make for um, these clients that they're just kind of like shoving two outfits into one. Like it's, it's just really interesting to me how many of them were just like half this, half that. Um. Anyway, so so, did you have anything to say about that? Well, no. It's just I thought the same thing, and um, and the the one thing I wanted to say about something else that you said is like I was really surprised on this show that they're like, oh, they're so opinionated. They're so opinionated. Why wouldn't why? First of all, what's wrong with people being opinionated about what they wear? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I thought that was like really redundant and unnecessary and i felt like these people are already marketed as kind of like drama villains that are opinionated mm-hmm. um so what like my one hope that instead of like making drama out of drama out of drama out of drama was that some of the good qualities might be normalized yeah in this episode but there wasn't really much of that yeah i feel like a lot i feel like uh, some of those comments by people and, and later on, you know, we hear them from Andy Cohen and it is sort of taken at face value. And I personally mm-hmm. hate it. I hate it. And, and, and I also was a, that's also why I was afraid of watching this episode because again, like, you know, we've talked about this before where the most dramatic episodes or the most interpersonally dramatic episodes are our least favorite ones because, um, it feels very um, tangential to why we like this show. <laughs> we like this show because mm-hmm. of the process and we like seeing them work and make these things um, yeah. answer the challenges. That's what's most important. And I feel like you can have enough drama and how are you going to solve this problem of how to make this thing work for this for this, for this challenge? Within yeah. your aesthetic and then make it so that you meet the challenge, but you're also being you. That's enough. Um, yeah, and so bringing on the housewives, yeah, and bringing on the housewives, I I honestly think that the housewives did not bring the drama that they thought that they would bring. 
And that yet they're putting in a lot of this with these interstitials with Aaron being like, oh, you know, they're so opinionated. And I'm like, well, they're clients. And you're one of the people who's yeah. most used to working with clients. And, yeah, you know, we have yeah. like, clients have opinions. You have opinions. And so far you have Giselle who is being so lovely. So what are what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what else I thought too at this point, maybe at this point or slightly before is that uh, the sort of, to have this cast, um, <coughs> excuse me. And by this cast, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Ah, right. um, by this cast, I mean people who are very either celebrities already or celebrity adjacent or celebrity seeking. Mm-hmm. Right. So, by having this cast be in the quote quote real women category is extremely strange. Mm-hmm. I find that extremely an extremely odd thing, and I'm I'm not even sure that any sense is supposed to be made of it. Be made of it. It seems like okay, bravo, the, the two big shows. Let's just combine them and cross market them to each other mm-hmm. or something. But but I do think that you know for a real person's challenge i thought this this was a pretty wacky choice hmm. what did you think what did you think about that the real well, person's challenge be the housewife celebrity cult challenge well it was one of those things where no one really made a big deal about the different sizes of these <coughs> women it generally I, was the women making a big deal about their own size it was i mean yeah. um uh, uh suspect number one is shannon and that also is a part of, I would say, Shannon's persona on the show. I know very little about OC again, but from what okay. I know, that's sort of just a thing that she does. Um, and so I I thought, oh, you know, we have these elements that tend to be, um, that in the past have tended to be big deals about having um, clients who aren't... Um, Models models you know. and and fit sizes and also people who have some stake in how they look um yeah. and what they wear and so for this one i i just thought it was an amazing idea but and and also hmm. because um uh, i think it, the only other thing that that um and i'll, I'll say this later that uh is a little loosey-goosey is that um, I don't think that the housewives were required to wear these outfits because they've made clothes for celebrities before, um, mm. but never have has it been where each of them gets a quote unquote celebrity. Um, and so in terms of like a real world challenge, I think this is also qualifies as a real world challenge. Um, not, not that all of them have um, fitted celebrities before, but they would if they haven't, they would like to. Um, and I think that also counts as real in that sense. And it also is kind of convenient that it's also, you know, a pun in a way. We have the real housewives. We have this, the real challenge, the real client challenge. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I really am, I really liked it. But again, I, I went in with really low expectations because I was like, I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't want the, I don't want the culture of housewives with my project runway, but um, Hmm. what I got instead was this culture of Bravo on project runway. 
And so yeah. that was really, really freaking fascinating. It's like gossip where I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. these ladies are super, super important. Um, um, so, so we kind of, kind of see this with Christian. So, cause Christian comes in and, you know, we, there aren't really a lot of issues here. Um, we have Chastity who is chosen, um, black and she's, um, making a black gown for, uh, for Karen. And Christian says something that I thought was really, really helpful because basically he was like, you're just making a black gown. It's interesting, but I think you need to think about a new fashion element here because right now it's just a beaded bustier black gown. And I thought it was surprising that Chastity is sort of making excuses about not pushing it in terms of like a fashion element and and using Karen in a way. She's like, well, I'm going to listen to Karen Huger. And so this is sort of, I think, Chastity's kryptonite is, is Karen Huger. <laughs> like, Karen is happy with this, and that's all I care about. You know, judges be damned. My future on this show be damned, because at the moment she is supremely happy having Karen Huger as her client. That's how I felt yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. I think I think Chastity was on over the moon. Super, super over the moon. And I have to say that that part was fun for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Just seeing people get excited about like who they think those people are, and, and what I mean is like who who they think the housewives are. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a that's a good thing to say as well, like who they think they are. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're you know they're kind of like playing a role. Um, so next we yes. have Anna. And Anna, again, is making a dress for Gina Gina from the OC. And she's making a structured shoulder and then tells Christian that for the bottom, she's going to make a pencil skirt. And Christian is freaked out by this. Like, wait a second, just a pencil skirt, nothing special. Like maybe what about the design or maybe about the texture and la la la. And, um, and kind of imploring Anna to push herself um, and says like, and I think alludes to Anna sort of being in a very precarious position in terms of the competition for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Anna decides that she will change the pencil skirt to a structured pencil skirt, which was, I was, I was, yeah, I was worried. I was worried about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. That didn't make sense. No. Especially after the feedback that Christian gave, which was. Hey, are you kidding me? Anybody can do that in 10 minutes. Yes, yes. Like, especially you. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So he was just imploring her, and, and she's like, okay, right. Actually, no. Um, you, you know, I thought by this point, I thought Christian did a really great job this week by getting to the point with people. Same, same. It felt really efficient. Um, yeah. And I think a part of it is we're down to um, these these designers who he knows very well um, has had the most experience with them, of course, because they, they're, they're still here Um, because we, because next we have bones and I love this interaction between bones and, and Christian and bones is basically explaining what Shannon wanted. And he started by doing, by doing that. And, and bones is like, this is, this is boring me. And so then I decided to do something that, I want to do 
And um, at the top of day two, Bones started draping another dress with a boat neck, which is what they describe initially in terms of their sketch. Um, and so Christian's like, okay, so the the question here or the challenge here is how do you balance what you want to give to the client and what they want? Um, because you still have to do you. So mm-hmm. maybe one of the things you can do is gently tell her that you really need to have this outfit be a little bit more you because you need to stay here in the, in the competition. Yeah. Um, and I like that, like it being explicit about how to, yeah. that this is a competition. Like, yes, we're doing this outfit for um, your reunion. And so there's a little bit of fantasy there in terms of this um, challenge. Um, and also con- there's a little bit of fantasy and concreteness in terms of this challenge, but also in terms of you being a contestant. This, there's some concreteness here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have Christina making an outfit for, oh no, we have Aaron next. Sorry. I, I almost skipped over Aaron cause there's not really much there, but Aaron is also again doing a jumpsuit with a, oh no, that's not half and half. There's a corset underneath. So, so, mm-hmm. so Aaron is just kind of structuring out the jumpsuit with a corset to kind of cinch, um, Giselle in. And that seems to be going well. Um, and then we have Christina, who is making a half-tailored suit with a drapey drape thing over it. Um, and uh, and then we have Chantal, who's also doing that the half-and-half half thing. And um, uh, the only thing here is that Christian is pushing, her, pushing Chantal to do a bit more of like a dramatic reveal because um, it's it's mostly a tailored suit and less of this lace corset lingerie mm-hmm. deal. Um, and then we have dun 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 coral. <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, this was annoying. This was annoying. That's like the classic Bravo edit. And I was just like, oh my God. I know. Oh, come on. Uh, so Coral again is, is, is for Leah and Coral, um, nixed the emerald green and is now working with, with, with nude. And, um, Coral is like, yeah, so I'm working with Leah and Christian's like, Leah is so cool. It's like, yeah, she's cool. Okay. So, um, let's see, um, what did you what did she want she's like okay yeah so christian you thought she was cool well she told me she wanted to be a princess with flowers and butterflies and then christian's face goes what (laughs) wait a second the person that i thought was cool wants butterflies she's like yeah um she said that and he's like okay all right i'm just gonna shake it out just shake it out and, and and not really take that in and so um so Christian is looking at this this uh, light tan uh, thing. It's very um, skin toned for Leah, and he's like, "So she likes she wants this nude color." Um, and Carl's like, "Well, she mentioned color, but she didn't mention this color." And Christian's mm-hmm. like, "So what colors did you all discuss?" Neon. <laughs> <laughs> We don't hear neon in their discussion, but apparently Leah also likes neon things. Um, so she's like, neon, navy, emerald green. You're killing me, Carl. Chris, Chris, so Christian is mortified. It's like, you didn't give her anything she asked for. She's like, no, um, I didn't. Mm. Uh, and Carl's like, I don't think the housewives would go for 
um, any of these things. You have to convince her. And so Coral is like shaking in her her beret after this. Mm. (laughs) Shaking in her beret. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to put in a, a, a hot take from our listener, Vivian. Oh. And so... Uh, shout out to Vivian, um, who is a, a a new listener and so happy to have you as a listener. So Vivian goes, hey, lovely podcast folks. I'm a new listener and happy I found you as I've been dying to find a good Project Runway podcast. I oh, don't nice. have many friends who watch reality shows in general, so I rely on podcasts to find people to talk to you about it. Aww. So here's my hot take. I know you guys have been critiquing Christian, especially in comparison to Tim Gunn. And while I think that some of your critiques are valid, like in his different approaches to critiques, being a designer rather than an educator, I think others are being mixed up with other aspects of the show. An important thing to remember with Christian is that he's present on Bravo while Tim Gunn stepped out after several years with Lifetime. The difference in duty of care toward the contestants, for example, will definitely never be entirely up to Christian, but rather dictated by producers. The issues with Meg as compared to Ken, for example, is just a difference between Bravo and Lifetime. I don't think Bravo Mm. wants Christian to calmly pacify drama. They want the drama to just keep going. So there's never a point where there's a step in to monitor the situation. I think sometimes the nature of production gets lost in the conversation around the decisions and is often being foisted on Christian or one of the judges when really it's all production. Anyway, that's my hot take on your hot takes. Keep up the amazing work because I love listening to you guys. Everything best, Vivian. Vivian, thank you so much for this hot take. (laughs) Um, I loved it. Thank you, Vivian. Yeah. Loved it. I, I, you know, and I, I really, really uh, agree with this because again, like the whole Meg thing, like really that even, even having some of the, uh, the casting choices where it feels like it's for drama, quote unquote, um, is a very Bravo thing. So I, I, I really, really do agree with that. And that makes me feel like not bad for Christian, but I re- I sort of like, as a viewer, I sort of resent that because mm-hmm. I feel like here's somebody who's like, uh, for lack of a better word, a graduate of the show has gone on to do, has like really pushed the opportunity to the best that was possible. Yeah. Learned along the way, once and tries to be a good example. It, I, I think Christian is a great follow up to Tim. But I just think the way those roles have been defined or, or have, I think maybe Tim just was better at defining that role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe Christian doesn't have as much time or, or has a different agreement or a different co- commitment level. And that's fine. Um, but I think the way Bravo treats uh, Christian sometimes, I sometimes feel like, was that necessary? Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing else to choose from. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It helps me give a little bit more grace towards Christian and sort of his plight because um, we kind of think about it tangentially with the judges, and uh, but mostly, um, and I think I'm, I'm starting to pay a lot more attention to it, especially with um, like Nina Garcia's comebacks because the way Nina has been speaking this, this season 
sounds more scripted than than normal. Um, yeah. And where I'm just really interested in hearing what Nina actually thinks and has to say, because it's so obvious when it feels like she's saying something based off of memory rather than how she really feels about um, an outfit or how a designer is working. But in terms of the production, that's something that I always forget because <laughs> I, I, just, oh. I just don't want to think about it. But um, but yeah, especially with these these moments of critique, um, it is, uh, you know, I think I think it, it's yeah, it's really um, it's really tough for me to remember that all of that is is involved, too. So um, can I say can I say something else? I'm sorry yeah, to yeah. add to this. I think that part of the reason why I thought Christian was really shining in this episode is that this is what Christian is really good at. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually something that we saw Christian learn on the show. And by that, I mean, Christian is really, I mean, mine, look, I've never been dressed by anybody, not even Christian, but Christian has dressed a lot of celebrities yes. and people speak very well and openly well yep. about that experience. And we also know from watching Christian on the show that this particular challenge was very different for Christian as a candidate, right? Mm -hmm. Or as a contestant, sorry. Um, so I think in a way, both Tim and Christian really shine at the things that they are really good at. Mm -hmm. They're just good at different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, because I, I feel like it is. And, and and again, like the age difference, I think all of that makes a difference with, you know, Tim coming in the original role as a consultant, as the expert when it comes to this part of um, of the uh, of the show where you need someone who has some experience to impart onto you for critique. Yes. Dun, right. And so here come in the housewives. It's time for their models to come in. And Miss Karen comes in first and they're full of personality. They're all so used to being on camera. It's just like, it's so strange. <laughs> but you know, um, they're, they're, ha they're happy to be there. Just like yeah. any normal person would be. I know it's, it's like, it, it is like they're with their models. It, this, this is sort of how it feels with them with being with models, but these are not um, their regular models. Um, and, so, and then again, how we know that these are housewives. So Giselle goes over to Aaron and Aaron, like a really great designer goes, so I thought about you all night. And then Giselle as the mm. perfect housewife personality goes, most men do. Okay. Most men do. It's just like so freaking quick. So freaking quick with that. Um, but yeah, so essentially they're, they're doing their fittings and they've come, um, prepared, and this is their first time putting on those clothes that the designers are making for them. Um, and it's the first time of uh, for them to actually see some structure and to see the fabric that they chose. Um, so Karen um, sees that Chastity is making a black gown and, um, and tells her that she's always wanted to wear a black gown, even if that's not true. <laughs> I got mm. a feeling that this wasn't necessarily mm. true for Miss Karen, but she's being a wonderful okay. client. And being encouraging, um, and then and then dun, 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 Leo walks over to Coral, and we get the ominous music. She's like, "Oh, oh my God!" And then we get the full-on stress beeps. Dun, 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 dun. Then we go to commercial. FYI, the the Olympics are still happening. So many commercials for the Olympics during oh. this episode. Um, but then we come back from commercial break, and it's just, "Oh my gosh." 
this color is epic. And Coral and Leah jump into each other's arms. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> so the thing that we thought was going to be this huge blow up, the thing that Christian and Coral were, or the thing that Christian made Coral sweat out. Coral probably didn't sleep yeah. last night because of Christian, but Leah is just like, this is amazing. You know, I'm, I'm up for whatever you're up for. This is so much better than what I could have come up in my up up with in my own head. So yeah, um, yeah. perfectly summed up by you. Yes. We're not watching Housewives. We're not watching Project Runway. Yes, yes, yes. We are watching Bravo, people. We're watching Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching Bravo. <laughs> and then we get to Christina and Wendy. And Christina is showing her the half and half concept where it's like a suit with a dress overlay. And Wendy, it's all over her face, does not understand. So she kind of starts... Uh, saying things <laughs> like oh I thought I was going to get a dress you know because we want to show off my legs mm. I have nice legs and, and my breasts my new breasts oh, yes and my new breasts like what's happening um, and we kind of go back and forth between all of them um, but kind of following through some of the uh, the duos that are having some issues um, mm. we're not having any problems with Bones who is yelling at Shannon um, to stop being so insecure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I, Bones, I, like I think Shannon really likes what Bones has made for her um, and is just really worried about um, how her body is going to look. And Bones is doing their like ever loving best to maintain some self-esteem on her end. Um, and we have Gina and Anna. And I would say that, uh, Gina is also being very open with what Anna has made. And um, Anna, we see the structured pencil skirt idea. And Gina's still being re reassuring. It's like, yeah, so the length, if it's going to be a pant or if it's going to be a skirt, it has to be cocktail length um, or pants. But this is long and that's OK, too. You just really, try <laughs> really trying to be nice about it. Um, yeah. And and it's mostly the uh-oh moments are between um uh just Wendy and Christina where hmm. they're in a mirror and Wendy um something happened um something happened when Wendy left the workroom, I'll say. Because we are all watching this show and we are all it's on tape what Wendy said. Wendy was being a great um, client and being open to whatever Christina wanted to do and, and the emphasis was on you do what you do best and make me look great period yeah but in the hours um, between leaving the workroom and coming back in Wendy changed her mind but didn't tell anyone else um, Wendy now wants to show off the legs wants to show off the boobies wants to show off the butt but in a very particular way with a dress mm -hmm. or with a with a gown, um, uh, with with not pants. So so she comes into right, the workroom and not pants. It's pants. She's like, oh no, pants. Oh no. Um, and of course, Christian comes over because uh oh, um, uh, yeah. panic, um, emergency. So Wendy, did you want a pant? And Wendy goes, no. And then Christian looks mm -hmm. at. 
Christina goes, no, yeah. she didn't want to pant. Um, and when he's like, I'm not anti-pant. I'm just, you know, looking into the elements that are just like the things that I find the most sexy for me. Um, Christina turns away immediately because she can't hold back tears and um, ends up uh, ends up like having sort of a moment um, to kind of cry with her back to Wendy for a little second. This is the moment where I notice something really strange. Christian Siriano starts pacing like his life depends on the outcome of this interaction between Wendy and Christina. Did you notice this? I noticed that. But you know what? I would have described it as helicopter hovering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, what's going on? And then even the cameras are like, Christian, where are you going? It's like the cameras didn't even know what to do. They're like, do we stay on Christina and Wendy or do we follow you? Because you all are, all three of you are supposed to be in the shot. But Christina leaves like, the shot momentarily. And then Christian walks to the, like, to the sewing machines as if he's like, I know what to do here. I, these sewing machines, I'm familiar with this. Um, it, it's so stressful and, and kind of confusing yeah. because Christina yeah. is coming back. And, and this is also sort of what sets Christian away because Christina's like, I just want to recount what we said because we discussed that you wanted anything that you, you said, I, I could do a suit. Um, you said I could do pants and this is what I did. And then Wendy's like, yeah, but remember I said, I want to show off my, my new boobies and my new butt. Mm. Um, and so I'm just like, well, yeah, but you didn't say not to make pants or, or not, or you didn't explicitly say that you wanted to show your boobs and your butt in a particular way. Um, but also the legs weren't involved and, and, you know, it was just, it felt very confusing. Um, Christina, unfortunately, starts to spiral and leaves the workroom. And Aaron, we, we see a little bit of Aaron being like, you know, until you work with clients, it's just hard. If you don't do custom, this is hard. And oh, I, I will agree with Aaron on that sense because um, Wendy, I don't think Wendy is, okay, this would, you know, just objectively, Wendy is wrong. Um, and Christina is right. Um, and so this sure. is really tough to take. I th and I can imagine it being tough to take for Christina, who was probably so excited to have someone who was willing to work with her strengths and to give her some freedom. Yeah. And then and then the next day you have the same person who was so open and easy be very specific and also tell you at the same time that the things that we discussed yesterday did not happen. Um, and everyone's sleep deprived. This is episode 10. And it's it's a lot. And so, um, yeah. Did you have anything mm. to say about that? You know, I think they were both really poor communicators. I think they were both wrong. Mm. I really do. I think that, and, well, from the edit that we're given, yes, Wendy did say those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Christina did say those things. But there was a lot of projection from each person who said those things. There was mm -hmm. a lot of projection. They're both not great communicators and i actually have to say that it is the designer's job to obtain the kind of communication that they need to execute mm -hmm. yeah right so in a way i feel like they were both very wrong but i think it falls a little bit more on christina because you can't expect your client to know your design language you have to like that's what makes you a good um 
I don't want to say interpreter, but I can't think of any other translator. Mm -hmm. Like you have to translate what somebody needs into what you do into something agreeable. Yeah. And I think that is what is really tough about this because um, Wendy comes back and and actually just, I, I think she says things that are actually just objectively incorrect where she said, I, I, I didn't say I wanted a suit. And that's not exactly what happened. Yeah. Where yeah. She says, yeah. like, I, you know, can you do a suit? Like, make a suit if you can. And right, Christina right. says, I can make a suit. And so I would, yeah. I would interpret that as an agreement that this is going to be the silhouette. It's going to be pants. So for me, that's not an agreement. These are two separate statements. <laughs> huh. You know, and I'm, listen, I'm not, I mean, to like push back on you. I'm just looking at this interaction and you know what i actually really if i want to push back on anybody and it's on what aaron said about oh unless you work with clients you don't know how to work with them yeah there's a lot you can anticipate there's a lot you cannot anticipate until you actually do something Mm -hmm. but this all comes down to communication and that really depends on how somebody communicates and their will their 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 will and the effort they invest in trying to understand someone else yeah and i really feel like that was absent from both from both what is it wendy and uh christina yeah i because i and i i know i agree with aaron only in that sense of like i feel like christina was so shocked by Hmm. wendy being like i never said that when she which is such a housewife trope (laughs) Or like I didn't say that, where um, <laughs> okay. and, and, it, and it is sort of like this misunderstanding of one another, um, and I would and I kind of you know I'm 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 projecting and extrapolating on this where um, I would assume I'll just say that I'll assume that if Aaron if that happened to Aaron, then Aaron mm. would have figured out a way to be like okay this is what she thinks she said. It's not what yeah. I heard, but yeah. that's okay. So this happens sometimes where people. And I'll, and you know, and as a designer, like I'll sort of internalize this and learn um, next time this is what I need to say, or these are the extra questions now that I have, now that I realize like, oh, I thought this is what we were going to do, but you you thought something completely different than what happened. Um, mm. And I just don't think Christina is was prepared for any of that. And I also no. think that Wendy was not too harsh <laughs> at no, all. No, I don't think. I don't think Wendy was harsh at all. Yeah, no. I I think you know she was still being like really light and um kind of uh like really um I'll say very very Dr. Wendy about it. And again, mm-hmm. like someone who and also my gosh, all of them are so tall. I didn't realize how tall Wendy is. Um oh. and so as someone also who is like a, a, a like a tall person, I feel like um, anyway, I, I thought she was being very, very gentle with what she thought she had explained and what she wanted um, and tried to make the best mm-hmm. out of the situation, but also like was clearly not happy and and was trying, I think, in a gentle way to say that she didn't like this. And I, and I kind of felt like that would be different if she yeah. if she would have just come out and said, like, I don't like what you did. And yeah, therefore, I, I would rather x y and z than this yeah Um, and i thought that gentle way was so layered and by layered i mean i mean i don't know if i'm reading into it or i don't know what this person's reputation is um i know i hear a lot like i sort of like read headlines and breeze through headlines on twitter and things where people are like racism on the housewives i've never Mm -hmm. seen that with dr wendy next to it 
I've always seen other names that I never remember. Mm-hmm. But so so like going through this, the that those comments were layered because I thought Wendy was like, oh, okay, here I go being the villain again. I have to like be extra nice now because somebody's uncomfortable mm-hmm. about something I said that I had a right to say. It's for me, but I have to I have to be nice. Did you think that was happening? Well, or I thought, okay, I'll just say that I I saw that it was like, oh man, how would I describe it? I would describe it as passive aggressive. And hmm. not, and I don't even know if I'm using passive aggressive correctly, where um, it's something that she was doing clearly because she doesn't know who Christina is. So I feel like Christina, she was giving Christina millions hmm. um, of, of benefits of doubt in how she interacted, but still was someone who was clearly holding back how they truly felt um, about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, and in terms of like coming off as nice, I think all of them were trying to do that. Like I, especially Leah, okay. who was known for um, being very um, outlandish and kind of, um, uh, and no, like, yeah, very provocative on purpose um, mm-hmm. is a it misbehaves very badly in a way where she's really trying to get a rise out of her fellow castmates. Um, mm. And so, and I think that leaned into this idea that like, dun, 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 you got this color that you didn't discuss with Leah. Is Leah going to like, is she going to lose it on you? And and she doesn't. So that mm. was like a twist. Um, and I think it's that way with, um, I mean, I, I feel like there's an air of that with all of them. If, if it is some type of, um, you know, being a lot, whatever that means, being demanding, um, uh, taking up a lot of space. With Wendy, I don't really think that is her thing. I think it is a Potomac thing, where Potomac, as a group, they're, they lean into um, uh, etiquette and, and being very um, proper, quote unquote, um, uh, that's how they, I think that's how they see their franchise. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with, um, you know, they're, they're technically the South, like, um, being in Potomac or, or, or whatever it is in terms of decorum that they hold themselves up to a high standard. Because like when this was happening and, and, uh, Christina leaves in tears, then mm. there's like a Potomac, uh, roundup plus Leah. So the Grand Dame and Giselle come over and, and, you know, Giselle's like, listen, the word on the street is that you made that little girl cry. And then he's like, no, I just gave my opinion. And I said, you know, I, I, I wanted to, I I had something that I didn't like. And I just, you know, I, I let her know or, 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 you know, whatever she said, she's like, I, I just gave my opinion, um, uh, just like this. And so, um, we have Christian who is like putting out fires all over the place. And, and so one of the examples of, I think of how Potomac is, is where Wendy says, she told me when she showed me the outfit, then I, I didn't make a face. And so we see Wendy's the face that Wendy made and it's not smiley. It's not Mm -hmm. angry. It's just, um, nonplussed. Yeah. Yeah. And Giselle goes, that's why she started crying. You need to fix your face because listen, and so it's, it's sort of like you didn't actively make this uh, designer feel great. And so therefore it's, you're in the wrong. Your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, I think that's less of a, like a, like a a thing that um, I think is very much 
um, uh, in the minds of like a racial dynamic. Um, but I think it's more about um, the Potomac women and how they see their roles as, as women. I have to yeah. say. I, I thought Christina sounded like a diva because Christina left going, she's such a diva. I can't work like this. Yeah. I mean, that's like the ultimate diva thing to say. I can't work like this. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I just, I, I was like, I was, I was kind of like, you need to get, your act together like uh, seriously um and i again i don't really know um you know you must be at your wits end Um, yeah yeah, and and on top of it yeah and on top of it it's like i don't know i know what it's like to feel like you're doing the right thing and then be um uh then you're confronted with the reality that you were wrong the whole time yeah (laughs) and you can't um you can't like you know uh, explain your way out of it like there's you, you just kind of have to pivot all of a sudden um, yeah. it takes a lot of mental energy to do that so and yeah. it takes a lot of pres- presence you can't be too attached to what you've made you yeah. have to always yeah. willing to adapt yeah yeah and I don't think uh, Christina is used to doing that a lot no um, uh, and we get to hear a li- a- about her experience in fashion school because she went to um the very famous fashion school that i i can't remember uh the one in antwerp that the, I, I believe it's the one that Dries von norton went to that school um and how intense and stressful that was and how this this experience um is bringing back memories of when she had a breakdown in school and had to go into psychotherapy and recover to be able to go back and make work um, so, so I think there's, there's definitely, um, uh, a lot of, of pressure that all of the, des- the designers are putting on themselves. It, you know, there's a moment where Chastity talks about her daughters and she's like, I'm my daughter's heroes and I can't fail because then I don't want them to think of me as a failure. I'm like, my God. Um, yeah. and then we have the, the pressure that Christina is putting on herself as well. And so that kind of factors in, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, that is officially the end of the day, though. Um, the yeah. housewives leave. They um, the next day we wake up with uh, the designers in their condo, and we have a moment between Bones and Christina. Um, they're we up have on another, the roof. We have another. We have another celery sighting. Oh yes, this is where we have a celery sighting in a champagne flute. So fancy. Um, yeah. And uh, they're talking about, you know, uh, the the stress of of the day before, and um, they and Christina goes, yeah, I just I just kind of want to scream, and so both of them do what I call a primal scream from the rooftops. <laughs> yes, reminds me of my college days. <laughs> yeah, I'm overdue for one of those. Uh rooftop screams yeah yeah I mean, at at where i went to college it was a tradition before the night before finals started like at the stroke of midnight oh. before f- the finals week started um at the stroke of midnight everyone just finds a window and just screams and it's called oh wow yeah, we just like, scream yeah it's like this is that's such a good thing to do very therapeutic anyway <laughs> all right so uh we 
get back to um, the workroom and, um, you know, there's not a lot happening before the runway. Um, there are some what I call short non-fights between Anna and Aaron, where Aaron mm-hmm. is teasing Anna about taking one of the sewing machines. And she's like, you saw me sitting at the sewing machine. And Aaron's like, I'm just kidding. And Anna's like, okay. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, but anyway, so the housewives come in. Um, uh, Giselle for a moment is confused um, sees scraps on the workroom table and thinks that's her piece and she's like I don't have anything Leah has a whole damn dress over there where are my things and Aaron is like oh um, I have done everything just follow me and she goes okay we'll see I'm concerned and he's like here's your dress and she's like okay I'm still worried you know and so I'm like here's Aaron doing um, some some uh, client control here because uh, yeah. yeah. i think giselle is yeah. clearly nervous and taking it out on aaron um in a mm. you know what we, what can be seen as um a lot but i, th- I think giselle is actually uh really really nervous <laughs> before the mm. runway um and we have uh again it's really tense between christine christina and wendy Mm, yeah. So uh, that's happening. And there's um, a moment here again with helicopter, stressy, stressy <laughs> Christian, yes. who is trying his best to make Wendy happy. So Wendy and Christine, Christina are in front of the mirror. Christian comes over and goes, oh, my God, Wendy, it looks amazing. And Wendy starts this smile that is just has like, fuck you, Christian, all over it, where she's like, oh, like, like she's just grimacing and smiling through it. Um, and we have a, um, a suggestion from Wendy to do something with the scarf because because Christina has decided not to make a dress over the suit that she's made. She's just like, this is just going to be a scarf. So, Wendy, hmm. it's covering up the boobies. Um, well, not and... entirely. Not entirely. Oh, it's not? Because I, I look like a no. like a cloak. No, there's like three inches of crest or four that you can see. <laughs> and then the scarf kind of goes <laughs> above that. And then it, I think the, the, the scarf could cover half of one. But mm-hmm. there's never a moment when they're both where both breasts are covered okay okay um yes so she asks for a way to fix the scarf where she can take it off on the runway and have a reveal moment but christina's not paying attention she's stuffing fabric into some purse onto the side and then christian becomes like a stage parent and comes over and yanks the purse out of christina's hand it's like now it's not the time for purses fix dr wendy's scarf oh my goodness so, um, yeah, it's, it's so it's like a whole thing where Christian is really on um, on this duo, I'll say, to make sure that, you know, it doesn't blow up. Um, all right. And then they go to hair and makeup and, then, you know, that's that, that's that. Any anything else to say before we get to the runway? No, I'm ready for the runway. All right. Let's do it. I have lots of questions for you about the runway. Yay. OK, let's get it. So we get to the runway. We have our normies. We have Brandon Maxwell, Nina Garcia, and Elaine Walter-Roth. And then we have our very special guest guest judge, yeah. Andy Cohen, 
who is, um, uh, you know, the executive producer, creator of the Real Housewife franchise, and of course, the host oh, of all yeah. of the reunions. And so that's why Andy is there. Oh, I was like, wait, cultural icon? Who is this? <laughs> oh, like, no! how do you? I was like, cultural icon who? I'm like, okay. Bart Simpson is a cultural icon. <laughs> John Waters is a cultural icon. Madonna is a cultural icon. Cindy Lauper. Someone just passed away. Sid, um, Sydney Poitier, cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is Andy Cohen? Yeah. Like, this who is, is great. this person? Yeah, no, Han- Andy Cohen <laughs> is uh, the creator um, and executive producer of the Housewife franchise. And so knows oh, these women very 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 well very well oh, that explains a lot it was like wow this this person's kind of feels very greasy to me who is this andy cohen oh character? my god i love it you don't know who andy cohen is <laughs> no i mean wait is this person in like any movies or do they do anything else besides produce the show and host the reunions i mean pretty much this is and he also hosts a show called watch what happens live which is not a big deal um, and oh. also hosts. Oh, I, I just said that real quickly. I mean, I'll just say that it's not. Uh, it, it it's a thing. It's a, it's it's a talk show that he does. Um, Andy Cohen also um, quite famously um, hosts the New Year's Eve um, program on CNN with um, his other best friend oh. um, Andy. Um, Andy. Oh my gosh, who is the other um, CNN anchor? Andy. Anderson Cooper. Uh, yeah, they're the oh, two. Anderson Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Anderson Cooper. It's not, is this, I think it's Andrew Cohen and then Anderson Cooper, but they're, they're two, basically the two oh, Andys. Um, wow, cultural icon. I mean, Oprah's a cultural icon. Who, who is this person? Yeah. yeah. I was very baffled by applying that label to this person. This is <laughs> like, very, really? very fascinating. Yeah, no, Andy is, um, is a cultural icon and <laughs> mainly tied to this this franchise i'll say um this is what i don't get you you get to become a cultural i get it what i mean i don't get is i don't agree with you get sure to become a cultural icon Mm -hmm. by like constantly producing these shows where people where bad behavior is rewarded all the time well i mean i would say that that's, that's very simple um in in terms of how that's being um or how you would define these franchises period but the history of um the housewives on bravo is you know it's very long it's very storied oc is the very first one and um it sort of was a franchise that was grown from the ground up i would say and andy cohen has like a like a huge part in that um and you know like like whatever opinions um anyone has about how important um he is uh it's Mm -hmm. i would just say like just factually um the reason why he's on here as a judge is because he created these franchises pretty much yeah so um i don't think you've ever been so defensive on this podcast (laughs) I mean, well, I I wouldn't call him a cultural icon either. Like I I oh, okay. really don't think there are I I will say that I'm thinking of the people um who I uh listen to who really care about um or who really think of Andy Cohen as like a powerful person or um oh, I'm sure. or think of I'm him sure. as yeah. someone who um you know that that they would deem a cultural icon and i like the housewife shows but i you know i feel 
kind of like ambivalent about not ambivalent I, I feel kind of apathetic about Andy Cohen but mainly that's me of course again like I'm I'm the person who forgets about production during the show like I forget and so I don't really yeah. think about the executive producers and I don't really think about what's going on behind the scenes I mean it's, it's kind of like having way. what's that guy oh my god that awful person oh hold on no, not related to this but mm. um Oh my goodness, why am I forgetting this person's name? It's kind of like having, um, okay, Harvey Weinstein be a guest judge on the first season of Project Runway. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's sort of like two, I mean, if he was just the host, I could sort of understand, but as the producer and the host, it well, seems like I so don't much, know. so much. It's very different. I would say it's very different than than that um because andy is sort of the is also a personality alongside these um uh women on these on these shows and that all that comes from um being very visible um particularly on watch what watch what happens live and watch what happens is sort of like a housewife after show um, and okay. also in terms of the reunion, again, talking about the um, the importance around the reunions, the reunions are um, highly watched, highly anticipated, and he hosts every single one. So um, there's always like this oh. culmination of these seasons and it kind of it really does um, um, uh, it actually like literally radiates around Andy Cohen to the point where. There are people who um, who report on these shows who pay a lot of attention to where people sit in proximity to Andy. Um, so there's a whole wow. thing where uh, he's not he's not a typical um, executive producer in that sense of being someone who's behind the scenes um, and someone whose name you only know. He you also very much know his face and um, and yeah. he's very much connected to a lot of these. Um, like the yeah, like the like the zeitgeist of the housewives and culture. Period. They're 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 okay. one and the same with with Andy in that sense. They're all enmeshed with with. Yeah, yeah. Andy. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. No connotations in that sense um, at all. So, um, all right. So let's get to this runway. And so we'll start off with Giselle. And what I call, um, oh, and before we start the runway, I, I forgot to say, like, uh, the cheat sheet. Um, this is where you'll click on the show notes in, in, um, on the link in the show notes to get to our, um, our cheat sheet that lists all of the final looks in runway order. And the first on the runway is Giselle with what I call um, matchy matchy realness. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, matchy matchy realness. I thought this person looked great, like walked great. And the question I have for you um, about the runway is, Mm -hmm. do you remember in your years and years of Project Runway Scholarship, do you remember the designers cheering so much for a real woman challenge? I would say... Because I was trying to remember, and I really don't remember this level of enthusiasm no i mean i'm trying to think of it because i didn't definitely we have not had this since we've started 
back on Bravo. I don't remember this. Like I do remember, um, um, Oh gosh. Like Leslie Jones was probably the most animated person we've ever had before this. Yes. Like screaming from the sidelines and rooting on the models. Um, It was like, it was like everyone was Leslie Jones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this episode right well every designer was leslie jones yes yeah <laughs> yes that's what i meant yeah Sorry. yeah every designer was leslie oh, jones. oh okay <laughs> yeah and i and i'm like even when we do have non-celebrity real clients um it isn't this hyped like and so and then any cohen says or talks about the reunion being like the super bowl of the season this felt like a sports events <laughs> like oh, i was like oh the designers are cheering like mm-hmm, it's a tennis match like because this is how i cheer <laughs> during a, well af- you know after the rally's over this is this is like this is how i cheer um for tennis but um everyone had things to twirl and and again like these women are so used to being on camera and giselle yeah. probably was the most nervous out of um you know uh, i would say in terms of displaying the nervousness was super dis- hmm. super nervous and i think a part of um her you know what is so wonderful about her is that she made eye contact with everybody it felt um, definitely like a um, like a moment and especially with how she was able to work the one sleeve and it felt like it was more for Aaron um, and showing off the piece for Aaron her designer yeah. than anything else yeah so, I thought Giselle did a great job yeah it was amazing it was amazing they were all amazing this is like <laughs> this is like the most exciting runway ever I have to say it was so good um Next, so so anything to say about the actual outfit? I mean, it's for me, it seemed just really like predictable, but it wasn't badly made. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought Giselle was really happy. I thought the challenge was I thought the brief of the challenge was met. Yeah. Um, did I like the shoes? Let me like rewind. Because were the let's shoes also hot pink? Was it all hot pink? Uh, let's see. I'm looking now. Um, stand by, Agent Davis. I, let's see. <laughs> I I really can't tell the shoe. I think the shoes is just like some random random silvery heel. Okay, like good. Very nondescript. Good. All right. Uh, that's that's, um, that's good. I hope it was. Yeah. It yeah. was fine. I I thought you know the challenge the brief was met the person looks great looks happy in it checkbox like meaning um great. Yeah, you know, but I but I wasn't like, wow, look at that. And I, throughout this runway, I really kept thinking about something that um, Christian said to Chastity, which was, look, at this point, we're looking at innovation. We're looking for innovation and who can do. Yeah. I think Christian said this to Chastity. So now it's not just about making; it's really about ideas. Okay. So when I look at this judge way, judge way. Ah, when I look at this runway through that. Um, comment i'm like eh, it wasn't really innovative but it was something that this person probably would wear would it look good on mm-hmm. television will this person look great on television without a doubt yeah but in terms of like ideas it, it didn't really give me no ideas yeah because that was one thing that i was surprised was missing from the brief like this hmm. has to look good on television and also, just one, I think what's really important about the reunion is that they're sitting 
for most of the time. And so for the Olympic um, episode with Tara Lipinski, um, I, well, I, I'm, I'm saying Tara Lipinski because she said, like, I'm, I need to have something really interesting from the waist up because, uh, you know, I'll be sitting, but also you won't really see half of my body the entire time. Um, and that wasn't explicit during um, the briefs, or at least we weren't privy to it. Because I, I agree. Like, I thought the top part of this looked great. Um, I would have loved a tapered pant because yeah, I thought the pants been... were too wide. So, yeah. 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 Um, but, but speaking of... That would... Oh, no, that would have been great for TV. That would have been great for TV, but maybe not the runway moment that Aaron wanted. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Because I mean, I'm just like, oh, you know, know, like something that's a little, and maybe that would have been like too sporty. But um, yeah, I would like something more tapered. But okay, so let's let's go on to speaking of like designing for newness um, or the uh, the the warning from from Christian. Yeah, yeah. Next we have Karen, the grand dame. And she yeah. also has a thing to twirl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and they're just like, I, I, it's just like, it's a play-by-play. They're like, the Grand Dame is in the building. And she comes down and there's like this really slow motion. Like she's got on her best wig today um, and, you know, looking really great. And I'm pretty sure all the jewelry was hers. Um, mm. and it's so ridiculously, not, not in a bad way. I think I, I love this. Like, it's so dramatic. It's so great. Um, but I didn't like that. I couldn't really see the outfit even on television that a lot mm. of the detail from the waist down was really lost because, um, yeah. I kept trying to see like, what does that look like when Miss Karen puts the twirly thing down? Like, how does it, and she yeah. did. And I think she modeled this really wonderfully, but when it goes down, it just it just kind of seeps into the rest of the outfit, just disappeared. Yeah, I didn't understand why this dress needed to have like a, for lack of a better term, like a Toreador wing. Mm, yeah, uh, you know, beginning at the waist, I was like, what? Like, what? What is that? And I really didn't like this dress at all. I understand it's like yeah. this is why I initially was like, I'm gonna pick Chastity, but I don't think I'm gonna like anything Chastity is gonna make. And then. I've been surprised by that. You know, Chastity mm-hmm. has made yep. like three outfits that I really liked. Yeah. But this is exactly what, why I was like, oh, I don't think I like Chastity. Like, yeah. the eye, right? I really don't like this dress. That's and a good I point. Think, I think the person looked good, looked happy. Um, I think it did meet the challenge brief. Sure. Yeah. Ideas, innovation. I don't know. Yeah, there is too much about karen's hourglass figure um Mm. and i and i had a feeling that this wraparound thing was meant to accentuate that but i'm just like but you don't have to like you don't like actually i I think it would take away from her figure if you put something else around her waist to kind of flap around Um, yeah and so that yeah so that that choice was really it felt more restrictive than i think um, it was letting on uh, because there is this flowiness, but to me, there also was this like tightness to the outfit that felt uncomfortable. All right, next we have Doctor Wendy, who yeah. freaking tears up the runway. I just—it's just I just uh, after she comes out, I'm just like, my god. And first, also, we're starting off with Potomac, um, which I kind of feel like is a power move for this franchise. But um, Wendy brings up the rear of Potomac and um, 
really I mean walks the shit out of this outfit like the, yeah. the outfit is unflattering um th- there is something really strange going on with the corseted um bodice that goes so yeah. low it, it kind of elongates her torso in a way that um is it throws off the proportion I feel yeah yeah I mean also something to twirl so far everybody oh has that's had right something yes to twirl. something else to twirl <laughs> like okay you know what i feel about this the same that i felt about all the others like no i that we've seen so far like it's okay it's eh, but it's not bad it's not bad it's well made i do think the fit of the corset was very strange but that's just because it doesn't look comfortable by the way i i agree with you i think wendy walked this with amazingness oh my God, I, I was just like i will i maybe you should model i've watched this i, I was know like, i was just like, like this person could be a runway model for sure she knows what she's doing it's just i mean the only person here who is actually who actually had work as a model or who worked and actually has walked a runway professionally is luann um oh she yeah she was actually oh, okay. a model and i'm like but my god dr wendy Holy crap, this. Yeah. Wendy water. was great. But I think there's something, I always think it just looks so odd. Well, first of all, when the body doesn't look comfortable, mm-hmm. it just is going to look odd to me. And this one was like, everything on the waist was just like thin, thinned out, thinned out. And then it was sort of like, here are your breasts look, looking really squeezed. Yeah. On top of all this tightness on the waist. Yeah. It just seemed very, like a very odd fit. And I understand for some people might find that flattering and that may be the point to accentuate certain parts. That's fine. But I just thought, wasn't there a way to do that where like it could look more comfortable, even yeah. if it's comfortable to wear, it doesn't look comfortable. No, I mean, and like, it just felt like, and that's what I think was so for me, so extraordinary about how she was walking because um, I, I didn't ever feel like she was going to fall out of the 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 bust i i never thought that it was that it was ever like a precarious situation um yeah. but uh I did, it's I didn't too either, small by the way. like the the bustier is too small for her okay um, i think it fits the waist but for the bust it's too small um yeah and, and i think and again like the pants like it doesn't make any sense with those pants like why is everyone doing such flowy wide like pants all the time and and here like again I feel like she would have benefited from some tapering <laughs> on the bottom mm. but also yeah. maybe tuck in that corset like it doesn't have to go over top but yeah. it's, it's almost yeah. like it was like a halfway kind of boudoir type of deal even with the color like I feel like it could have worked with the color too but um, I thought the color looked great on on Wendy. Yeah, I same. I like it looked great color. So much better than I thought it was going to look. I did not like it in the workroom, but on the runway, it looked amazing. And I feel like a part of that's because <laughs> Doctor Wendy knows how to walk this outfit. Looks so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Next we have Gina, who's slow walking it. Slow walking some asymmetry. Um. And so, and then Gina is starting off our OC pair, and yeah, I I um I was confused by this. 
Um, I, as always, Anna was the happiest to see her work on the runway. Um, and so cheered this on, but I, I just, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. It's hard to explain. I didn't either. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I sort of like, maybe this one contained like the most ideas, but the, I didn't think it fit very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, it felt like she was trying to give Gina everything in terms of mm-hmm. the, you know, because maybe they talked about the, the shoulders. And she, again, she doesn't want, Gina says, like, she doesn't like showing a lot of skin. Um, and then also is into asymmetry and mm-hmm. uh, into shine. So there, I think, I think there's a lot in there because Anna was trying to give her everything. Or as much as she could, I think. Yeah. And then comes... Next we have Miss Shannon. Miss Shannon Bedore. And her ponytail. <laughs> and her freaking dress, according to Bones. <laughs> but for some reason, Shannon's walk leaves Nina Garcia speechless. Nina, we I... see, goes, uh, <laughs> for the first time ever, I think I am speechless. And Miss Shannon is also a great walker. I thought she looked so cute coming down the runway, but also Bones screaming from the sideline. <laughs> like, walk it, Miss Shannon. Um, it was, it was, it was kind of amazing. Um, I like this dress. I, I, I know that we've talked about Bones <laughs> and mm-hmm. their lack of, of like construction skill, but I really thought that this was a, um, a compromise and I thought that Bones did a really wonderful job of taking in what made Shannon comfortable, but also, again, you know, um, pushing it a little bit with these feathers. It's a very simple dress, however. Um, but I think I think she looks great in it. Yeah. And I, I also didn't know why was Nina speechless. I think it was I think it was the designers like screaming. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I see. So it didn't really have anything to do with the look or with who was wearing the look, Shannon. I I, I don't think so. I think it it got oh, okay. so ramped up. Um, it got so ramped up, especially after. Yeah, uh, yeah I just think it continued. Um, but anything anything else to say about Gina? I mean, about Shannon? Uh, you know what? I thought also a great walker. Yeah. I thought this person's hair and makeup looked amazing. Really wonderful. Um. And I thought they looked great. The same thing. I, but I think Bones actually had the toughest because Shannon was like, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm, want this. I, mm-hmm. I don't want that. I can't show this. I can't show that. And yeah. Bones was like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then I want black and I want it this length. I want to cover, you know, so I think it. Bones actually did a really good job working with what was, um, with all the criteria that Shannon put forth. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I totally I, agree. Admit the brief. I was going to say, well, I, you know, not very innovative here, but I don't think there was much room for bone. When you know, one can always make room, but I think it would have been, I don't know, maybe too big a risk. Yeah, I think to that's go a, there. I think that's a good point because I feel like there was a lot of bones in the fabrication, maybe. Um, Bones shows some really great fabric um, to work with and 
where this probably was all going to be the trim because we saw the first dress, which mm-hmm. looked very straightforward. Um, and, and yeah. the, the, I don't know, the, the fabric even felt very matte. Um, and so Bones also bought this <laughs> and yeah. made the second dress out of these two um, other textiles that they got. And I, I agree. I feel like this was mostly, this was like a, a tall order of a lot of just problem solving with someone who felt like they had a lot of problems um, and uh, and was trying to communicate those problems to their designer. And Bones was just like, no, like, let's, let's do this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next, yeah. we have the ladies from Real Housewives of New York, starting off with Leah with the monochromatic moment. And the designers just start to absolutely lose their shit. It, it, it just, it goes up to another level. Um, and we have even Coral screaming. Coral is screaming from the sidelines also. Um, but we have uh, Chastity just screaming at Leah like, yes, that's it, dang it, yes. Um, so Leah, we can, I feel like we can see her trying not to laugh because the designers are going wild <laughs> on the sidelines. But um, yeah, I I don't know how how do you what did you think about all this? Well, because okay, I'll just bring up the 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 judging portion of it. Um, because spoiler alert, we have to talk to all of them because they're all housewives. We they all have to say something. So there there is no like spoiler mm. like who's on the bottom, who's safe, whatever. Um, and and Brandon brings up a great point where it's like I'm I'm just afraid of this washing you out on camera. And that was the first time anyone had mentioned that on the show where I was like, oh, good point. Um, But although I have seen a lot of images of, um, you know, stars on catwalks, I'm not on catwalk, on red carpets wearing skin toned, colored um, clothes like like, and I think like a quote unquote nude moment was very 2019. This is still like to me, this also very like pre pandemic trend that was going on where there's like everyone was into like nude and even on um real housewives of potomac you know notoriously the very first episode is (laughs) is a party that dr wendy throws called nude interlude where you show up oh my gosh you show to the party wearing um like a a nude tone whatever (laughs) so so um so this this also feels very different from anything that I've seen Leah wear. Um, it feels, you know, kind of, uh, and Coral explains later, she's like, well, she's blonde. And so I thought I'd put her in something else that was blonde. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry. I really, I uh, love yeah, Coral's I, voice. I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, no. I was like, Coral, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> So she's like, yes, it is the color of her hair and her skin. And so, um, but but being washed out, I think, is a good point here where it is a knock against this design. Um, and for me, I just, I kind of am like, you guys are creating a macrame monster out of Coral. She chose this because it's kind of macrame-ish. And, and I get it. I, I, you know, I just personally am tired of it, it now. So Me too. Yeah. Me so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. On to the last and definitely not least, the Countess Luann. 
countess <laughs> wait this person's a countess where not anymore um so she was married oh. to um count Deliceps. And uh, she's divorced now, so she technically has lost her title. But she still likes to be called a countess. And so, yes, oh. <laughs> she used to be a countess. Um, but this is this realize. is the housewife okay. who actually worked as a model. Um, coming out um, as someone who has worked the runway before and stressed on, you know. And, and uh, also, to me, she was giving me... Um, 80s runway vibes with all of the eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I just like, I just, anyway. So, um, Luann comes out onto the runway, and of course, everyone is just absolutely losing their shit, including the judges. And, um, yeah, it's the most professional walk that we have, I'll say, in terms of like someone who's all business. She does yeah. not look left to right until she comes back from from the runway. <laughs> she makes all of her eye contact with the phot- photographers, gets her picture, gets her moment with her legs, gets the back. And then she looks Andy Cohen straight in the face coming around. <laughs> She's like, hey, Andy, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, all right. What did you think about this outfit? <laughs> um, I didn't have nearly as much fun as you. I mean, I'll just say when she turns around at the end of the runway, even Elaine Walter Ross starts screaming. Like, she just can't control herself either. I'm like, this, I mean, it's just such an amazing, amazing energy for this runway. Okay, so let's talk about the outfit. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun time. I, I I thought it was interesting. I thought it was one of the most interesting there. It's yeah. not the most interesting for me. Yes. Okay. And and why is that? Oh, let's see. I have to look at it again. Let me just rewind. I mean, it was interesting in relation to what came before. I don't think it's the most interesting thing I've seen ever. Yeah. Um, I thought. I think it's. Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go, go. No, no, because in terms of, like, interesting, because um, in my head I was thinking, like, ah, oh, you know, these are are very expected colors, navy and black. Um, and we have seen Chantal <laughs> work in very uh, interesting and exciting colors. And I was trying to think of other combinations that this could have been. Um, that, would, that, would, that would be my, my only knock against it being um, uh, interesting. But in terms of the construction, like I thought, uh, it really is like a half suit, at least mm. from the waist up. And I, I imagine that the construction that that yeah. took and the tailoring that it took to have that be something that's so fitted and, um, and creates a really beautiful neckline. I, I yeah. personally have never seen this before. And hmm. it looks so much better than I thought it was going to be with this like half dress, half corset idea or half lingerie idea that she had. Hmm. And it's so structured and it looks very wearable to me. And it looks amazing from front to back. Like it on the back of the dress creates this really interesting, again, like this half suit, half corset moment that um, I thought looked amazing, especially with the styling of the hair felt very modern 80s to me. The hair? With the hair. With the hair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought what I like about this outfit is that it's it has this, like, dimension where if you just take, 
if you see it from the waist up, it could look like, oh, wow, like this person's wearing this sleeveless dress, but then they're, they have a, a blazer draped over one shoulder. Mm -hmm. Huh, that's, a, mm -hmm. that's kind of attitude-ish, mm -hmm. but it's actually built into the dress. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might, if, if you haven't, if you're interested in seeing more like, by the way, the back I thought was stunning. Mm -hmm. The back was really well made. But Alexander McQueen, like not in every season, has done a lot of this like half and half stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and others, not just not just McQueen. Mm -hmm. But I thought at least it was one that like took a little bit of risk. Yeah. And wait, Chantal hadn't seen The Housewives, right? Or, or no. Did? Yeah. She's one of them. No. She's never seen The Housewives, never, has never seen a reunion, yeah. didn't know who Luann was. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But somehow communicated what needed to be communicated and, and arrived here. So I thought, I thought it was the most interesting on the runway. Yeah. And I will say that, um, so there is a Take Six article that came out about, what am I talking about? Not Take Six, not the band, not the acapella group. They're not a band. Not the, um, page Six. Page Six did an article about this episode where they interviewed oh. Giselle and Luann. <laughs> and they asked Luann, like, you know, about her experience. And she said, she was like, she they're like, how how did you feel? Did you go in there um, with an idea of what you wanted? And Luann was like, I was so nervous. I was very, very nervous. But Chantal was so um so professional and made me feel mm. at ease from the very beginning and i th and we kind of see that we don't see a lot of their interaction because this is bravo mm. yes and you know there was no drama um but in terms of their interaction um she she kind of she points out just how professional chantal was and yeah um all of these women are very used to having custom things made for them Mm. especially Luann um, and also you know like there's whatever I won't put to the there's like a notorious moment on one of the seasons <laughs> where they're trying to get a free dress but anyway um, but uh, so if, if so if anyone you know she comes from a lot of experience I think dealing with designers um, and I was actually surprised that she was nervous about this but um, yeah 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 I thought and you know what Chantal there's a great quote from Chantal and maybe it's here like during the runway moment where Chantal is like this is a um, that you have to sort of like maximize all the opportunities that make your brand grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think Chantal is a great example of like someone that knows how to listen and knows how to really think about their work in this way that like, I don't know how to, I, there are words I'm trying not to use, hmm. but that she, like Chantal is obviously very committed to just being like good Mm -hmm. not just a good designer not just a good person not just you know good in the biz but there's something very um integrated about chantal mm -hmm. that makes all of this possible in yeah. a way that i think other people struggle to sort of or get lost in like the hype or get lost in what other people want or get lost in oh this is what i this is what i think they want but i'm not going to say it i'm going to just leave it in the air and i think chantal is very integrated in how chantal approaches mm -hmm. um Chantal's relationship to making and I think it shows yeah I really you know, like that it, word well, which one integrated it shows. oh integrated yeah because I kind of think about it when when Christina was crying in the in the work in the sewing room um and trying to to gather herself together 
And yeah. Chantal was sitting next to her and genuinely asked, like, yeah. is there anything I can do to help you right now? And it just, you could you could tell that she was ready to jump off of that sewing machine to help. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that just came to mind in terms of, like, how she approaches her fellow designers. And um, there's a lot of care in how she does things. A lot of care, a lot of consideration, and a lot of authenticity in that sense. Yeah, but you can't really have that if you don't, like, if you're not, um, I think Chantal can do that because Chantal knows who they are, Yeah. right? Yeah. And isn't there to, like, compete or win or or, or slay or, or do any of these other things that Bravo TV, like, kind of shows us as, like, um, method, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Like, Chantal is just has confidence yeah has like a healthy amount of confidence yeah yeah you know and i think in this situation it really helps not knowing who these women are because um and and i think and this can take us to like the judging portion because the first ones they talk to are the housewives of new york they come out in franchises so they call out real housewives of new york and they talk with luann and chantelle first um and so i i think you know in in thinking about um how Chantal is um it it is an advantage in not having you know as a as a in contrast to chastity let's say um to have your process sort of psychologically railroaded by your love of a person who you've been admiring on television and I I think if um Chantal had known who Luann was I think this not necessarily would have gone any differently but um it would have been more of a tall order to see through all of that and see her as like um you know essentially um at at the essential parts of it of a very elegant woman who is professional um because Luann tells Chantal is like you know I'm really into cabaret and and that's probably all that mm-hmm. Chantal knows about Luann is that she's into cabaret she's into performing and she has shows she's going on tour and she also happens to be a real housewife so there's a lot of baggage that um that could have come with this challenge for someone like um, you know, for someone, and I think Chastity is the example of that, um, and Chantal mm. is on the other end, I think. But um, mm. yeah, yeah. So I just get so yeah. tired of the whole like, like, uh, win, slay, kill, mm-hmm. like mentality, mm-hmm. like all the time in these shows, and it's just like, oh my god, like yeah. Yeah. What else is here to see? Like that's all we see. That's all we see. That's all we see. What what else are we seeing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I I totally agree with that. Um So we do talk with Luann and Chantal and there really isn't much more to say. It's just I I noticed that Brandon was really in, into the construction um and asked a lot of technical questions and I think if if he's asking technical questions and that's that's a good thing. Um and then we also talk to Coral and, and Leah, and this is sort of where we talk about the washoutness that we've kind of already brought up. But is there anything about the New York se- segment of the judging? No, no, I don't have anything to say about that. No. Okay. Um, and then next we have OC with Shannon and Bones and Anna and Gina. Right. And. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, it's 
you know, kind of refreshing for, for Andy Cohen would say it's refreshing to see uh, Shannon in black. And um, Brandon again asks a technical question, like, is it hand hacked or is that all machine? You know, which I was just like, I think that's good. Mm. <laughs> or are you yeah. checking bones of skills? Um, yeah. And then uh, we have Anna and Gina where where Gina talks about the things that she asked Anna to do. And essentially um, this is one of the lower scoring outfits we'll say. Yeah. Um, Gina is, Gina likes the look, but offers that it was more about what Anna wanted to do, or Gina was trying to make Anna happy. And then Anna also in turn was trying to make Gina happy. And Anna loves this outfit, loves it. Um, but their biggest knock against it was that it looked gothic um, and sure. not, oh gosh, I think, I don't remember what the contrast was, but in a way I'm just like, I think that's Anna's aesthetic. I think gothic is in there somewhere. Um, mm, yeah. So I wasn't, it was, I think for Anna, it didn't feel like a knock to her to, to get the uh, observation that it was a gothic look. I'm now, I now think that Christian said that phrase to Anna about ideas, right? Now I'm thinking that Christian said that to Anna about, oh, at this point of the competition, we're looking for innovation. We're looking for ideas. Yeah. A pencil skirt, question mark. I'm now unsure if Christian said that to Anna or Chastity, but I love them both. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he said it to both. Yeah, right? But again, like really poor communication between people. Yeah. Like yeah. not asking the right questions, not giving the right answers, not giving an honest answer. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not good communication. Yeah. And it's not great um, because, yeah, it, it just, I, I think when Gina does say like, I think she was trying to make me happy and I was trying to, trying to make her happy. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, you mean, oh, you mean you weren't really clear with each other, essentially. Yeah. So yeah all right so they leave the runway and next um bringing up the rear uh the finale of this judging is real housewives of potomac again i feel like this is a power move um and so we have wendy with christina and aaron with giselle and we have chastity with karen and um elaine with wendy and christina asks okay wendy dr wendy what did you ask for and Wendy says, like, wanted something to accentuate my boobies, happy and mm-hmm. ness, because that's another thing. Like, she's <laughs> named her breasts. And that was one of the reasons for the nude interlude is so that she could show off happy and ness oh. to the, the ladies. Um, and But she's very happy with how they're, they're showcased. That's the thing that she really is happy about. Yeah. Um, and wait, were you surprised by that? No, no, not at all. This is why I was like, you're breasts aren't covered like you know she loves it loves that yeah into it yeah um what i love is that nina garcia was so upset about this scarf and she goes is the scarf hanging decoratively or is it stitched in the back is there boning in the bustier i'm giving her a a a very uh annoying british accent is there boning in the bustier what is up with this scarf um she hated this thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um and talks about it in judging she's like oh it's just the scarf is just wrapped around what are you doing with a scarf um and so it's kind of clear to the judges that there was a tug of war 
um, mm. as a duo, as a collaboration, um, because they're asking about the color, the metallic, the the shininess, the sheen of it. Um, mm. And also, you know, how much of this was Wendy, how much of this was Christina, and they both are like, this was a compromise. Um, and uh, I think Andy straight up tell asks, because uh, I, you know, I, I, in my opinion, I, I think he kind of knows, where um, Wendy was like, I didn't, I wanted um, her to showcase her talents. And so this was a compromise. Um, and I asked for certain things. And Andy was like, well, Christina, did she, did she tell you something different? And Christina was like, yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Andy was like, did she say anything about a suit? And Christina was like, yeah. She said, you know, mm-hmm. make a suit if you can make a suit. And then Wendy gives like a look and it, you know, it's just like this very like passive aggressive back and forth between the two of them. Again, again, just holding back um, yeah, in a really uncomfortable way. It's awkward. They're both really awkward. Super awkward. Um, Aaron and Giselle, match made in heaven. And what yes. I love about this is that Andy brings in the hosting skills and goes, okay, before we go on, the, I want the grand dame, Karen, to give us an honest statement about what you think about Giselle's outfit. And um, this is, you know, this is this is a part of the, the notorious fashion thing that I said at the beginning. Um, and the grand dame did not disappoint. She goes, I always give an honest statement about this woman's lack of fashion. And this oh is the gosh. best that I've ever seen her look. And it is the most it's like a very it's played up as a playfulness like Chris uh, uh, Karen and Giselle go back and forth for all of the seasons and that I feel like that is their role and their dynamic mm-hmm. on the show um, and so this was definitely placating to the fans because if you're going to have Karen and Giselle on Project Runway mm-hmm. uh, there has to be some dig from Karen about Giselle's fashions. Um, and so, but, but it was like clearly like a lighthearted thing. Um, but yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's, um, uh, they talked about the color, but it's so fun, again, seeing Nina Garcia hold her tongue because this is also where I, hmm. I got into the mindset of how high of a stakes this episode must have been because Nina hmm. goes, yes, um, okay, so you're in a bold color and you do look snatched with which is what you wanted um and another thing you said you wanted you do look like a barbie those are all the things that you wanted and you are one of the you know on one of the most you know successful shows on this network and so i can i can't berate your designer and how hideously matchy matchy this is all this all is and so yes i will just say that this is a thing uh you played with the scarf and uh it's it looks it looks interesting. Like, I feel like Nina just kind of had a moment <laughs> where she's like, I can't say it. I can't say what I want to say. They told me I can't. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Chastity and Karen. And again, they talk more about the, the vibes and how the two of them seem like a really wonderful match, just like Aaron and Giselle seem like a great match, as opposed to Christina and Wendy. Um, yeah. But... Um, Karen is very gracious and saying she's like, Chastity was willing to listen to me, but she also poured herself into this outfit. And yeah. um, yeah, And I, 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 this is a safe outfit. And Nina Garcia does say that. 
um, where yeah. there aren't a lot of ideas or those things that I think Christian did talk to her about ideas and pushing herself if she was going to use black. Um, and then Brandon says that it's like, listen, I've seen new from you and this is not new, but you know, if I'm yeah. turning on TV, then, you know, she'll look in charge. But I think this is kind of like a warning for chastity. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right. So um, I will say that, um, okay, I'm going to bring up the listener questions or listener hot takes after this. Um, so, I mean, we have our judging moments. I don't know if there's anything that you want to say about the judging. I didn't really. There isn't that much. That to... I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't really write down that much. Yeah. There seemed to be like general consensus, though. There wasn't a lot of like um, difference of opinion, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. No one I, was really going was hard consensus. for anything. Yeah. Um, I will agree. And they go, and they also, of course, because the housewives are still back there for a little bit, sitting with the designers and having champagne. Um, and there's still like a little moment where Whitney gently tries to put Christina uh, or to tell Christina, like, listen, I, I held my tongue out there. But then Christina is also like, yeah, I, I did too. <laughs> It's oh my god! Really, gosh. really interesting um, that there was I, no really. I, I th yeah, I go ahead. That was so mean. I thought Christina was so mean. I thought that. I was like, oh, I, I, yeah, man. that's interesting. Like, I, I kind of thought the two of them were just butting heads with each other in a way that yes. was. They're not going to let up. They're not going to relent. And I think Christina was being, oh, yeah, just being very um, literal, just like. You were holding your tongue, so was I. Yeah, I was holding my tongue too. Um, that seems really not even passive aggressive, just straight up aggressive. To yeah, me. yeah. For some reason, I feel like that's also like a cultural thing. Um, I'm wondering if 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 that's because she didn't seem like she was saying it in a mean way. Um, she was like, yeah, oh but yeah, the eye roll. I thought the eye eye roll oh, was pretty condescending. Interesting. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't feel any attachment to Wendy, you know, yeah. but I sort of was like, oh, my gosh, it really was a power struggle between them. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, OK, well, let's go back onto the runway. And Patricia, who is the winner of this challenge? Are you sure you don't want to say who? Oh, I'll say it. Ask me. OK, OK, I'm going to ask you. Ernest, who won the historic episode of Project Runway featuring the Housewives? Uh, it who was, was the winner, Chantal, for yes. Lu uh, who was paired up with Countess Luann de Lesseps of the Real Housewives of New York. Um, yeah, I think hands down the winner. The other top um, person, I think number two was Giselle, um, or I would say Aaron. It was between Aaron and, yes. and Chantal. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to say who's going home? Yeah. Sadly, this week we said goodbye to Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think I think Christina again gets by by the skin of her teeth. Like I feel like the only thing that separated Anna no. from Christina was construction. Like that's it. Yeah. And and I have to say, like on this challenge, that was fair. Yeah. Um, I think they're both super talented. Talented. I think they're both better than what happened on this episode, both technically and interpersonally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
but I am sad to see Anna go because I think Anna again had interesting ideas and mm -hmm. of course I wanted to see more of them yeah um but yeah. yeah I think Christina is very lucky yeah I mean there is an after show with with Anna with uh Christian Siriano and Christian admits that he was shocked because yeah. he pegged her for going to the end. He was like, I, I was yeah. so sure you're going to be top four. Um, yeah. And I think Christina is, is speechless with, with this, uh, with this elimination. Um, yeah. And, and there's a really wonderful goodbye where everyone's just so loving and there's a group hug that makes Christian so uncomfortable. And I, and I really appreciated that. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but um, I think Christian on on her way out was just like, you are extraordinary. You're an amazing, amazing designer. And he actually asks Anna for a hug. I don't think Christian has ever hugged mm. another designer goodbye, but asks Anna um, yeah. if, if he can hug her. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I still yeah. feel somewhat strange about this win. Well, win for, uh, not win, but... Um, it is a win for Christina because Christina doesn't go home mm -hmm. um, after being on the bottom. But I'm like, uh, when I think about like who really worked better with the client, mm -hmm. like if that had been, like I'm really curious, like I'm really curious about like where did that become a discerning factor between construction and actually being able to work with a client. Yeah. But, and by the way, we are all going to work with clients who are difficult. This is part right. of life. No yeah. matter what, no matter what industry we're in. You know, whether we're like uh, selling newspapers or designing gowns, right? So there's always going to be people that are difficult. So if that was part of the equation, it's interesting how that is part of the equation in the beginning, but not at the end of the judging. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, again, if innovation and ideas were key, then we're going to overlook construction. Yeah no yeah like anyway yeah i feel yeah it feels so i don't know it, and, and again i i think that kind of lends to a little bit of the confusion around this episode in terms of like what are the rules and and again like there are all these other things that we don't know about for instance yes uh, or i yeah. will say like actual reunion what do you call it realities <laughs> or reunion mm -hmm. uh um Facts, uh, facts, no. and or requirements. Like I, again, like yeah. I, I think O's, I think each franchise has a different reunion requirement. Um, oh. Also, I think with Potomac, um, one of the things that I, you know, I didn't pay attention to is they usually have a color story. So they'll, huh. I don't know how they agree on this, but every reunion I think so far, it's like, oh, this year it's yellow, so you dress in shades of yellow. And then, um, or this next year is going to be black and you dress in shades of black or, you know, or, or different types of black oh, outfits, stuff like that. And I think different franchises handle that very differently. It could be individual and work or, or, you know, kind of whatever you want. Um, but, but that wasn't made clear to us. And so, uh, but I think that kind of adds to it where we're like, well, so then Project Runway, like what, what did they have to do? And, yeah, and how, how were these, um, distinguished but well let me read you a couple of, of our our fan hot takes um our, our listener hot takes okay okay um 
Let's see. Um, we have from Alicia. So it says, Happy New Year, Alicia here. I plan to start rewatching ep- episodes like you guys, but maybe next episode. I don't watch Real Housewives. I'm a house. I'm a housewife with a teething baby during the Midwest winter, and that's all the drama I can handle. LOL. <laughs> um, I thought Aaron gave wonderful advice, saying the best way to master custom wear is doing custom wear. Although he didn't win, he did make his client another jumpsuit that she wore to the reunion. Ding, ding, ding. I didn't like Christina's look. The corset wasn't flattering. It made Dr. Bougie's boobs and stomach look weird. I'm also wondering, should she have turned the pants into a fitted skirt with a long slit? Anna's Mm. look was not for the challenge, but her client was super nice about it. I think Coral should have been in the bottom three instead of Chastity. I liked Chantal's. Wish it was a teensy bit longer. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Um, thanks, Alicia. Um, and then we have Nora. And Nora says, I'm a huge fan of the podcast and a new Patreon donor. Thank you, Nora. I love shouting out your name. Anyway, so so thank you so much for putting this labor of love together for your fans. I look forward to your episodes coming out every week. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so Nora well, says, that's all, that's all you, Ernest. Like, like that's, that's Ernest. <laughs> Thanks, Nora. Thanks, Patricia. <laughs> um, but Nora continues, um, I'm excited to write in for the first time with a few hot takes from this week's episode, The Housewives. Out of all the designers, I think Anna would have made one of the best collections. Unfortunately, I think Anna's downfall was her inability to translate her own design ideas into the challenges for several weeks in a row. Oh, sorry. For several weeks in a row, Anna thought too much about how to meet the brief of the challenge and less about her own design aesthetic. Also, Anna seemed like she completely shut down this week. Hashtag car accident. Yes. Let's, again, remember Anna was in a car accident. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I... Yeah, go I ahead. really agree with that. I really agree with that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sending that in. And, and and Nora says Bones has consistently displayed grace and maturity in this competition. <coughs> Aaron, <coughs> um, I'm putting in the coughs for uh, for Aaron. <laughs> cough, Aaron, cough. Um, but since <gasps> but since literally challenge one, they are skating by on making their model look good without displaying any real design technique. This week, Bones explicitly stated in a talking head that they were relying on Anna to do worse than them so they could stay in the competition a little longer. Bones isn't in it to win it. That being said, my favorite part of the whole episode was watching Bones frantically choose between the straight or curly wig before the runway. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Thank you for your amazing podcast, Fondly Nora. Thanks, Nora. I totally missed that part. Nora, that was one of the best quote, quote, aerial shots slash overhead shots I have ever seen on Project Runway. I mean, we had to. Like, all the patties, the patties are so important now. (laughs) Ever. I love that clip. They're iconic now. Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, Bones is on my bracket. And I have to say that Bones is definitely a producer's choice for me. Where I saw where the producers were going in the in the edit, and that's the that's the only reason why Bones is on my list. I'm like, I think you guys really like Bones, and so I'm gonna put them on my racket. <laughs> so um, I'm just I'm sort of like 
here for like just kind of just seeing how they approach every single challenge and i agree like i mean there's there's a, bones has a lot of grace and maturity um yes. that i think has gotten them very far in this competition i i totally agree and i think bones is the one who was a dancer before right yes. and mm -hmm. i love somebody who's down to explore you know, I think they're in it to win it, but I think they're in it to win it without compromising who they are. And that's why I love watching Bones. Yeah, I That's agree. why I'm always cheering for Bones, sticking up for themselves, sticking up, like, for just a higher level of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, and I and I also, I've, I've learned a lot of from Bones <laughs> in terms of conflict resolution as oh, well with yeah, like yeah. with Aaron, because, um, you know, we were seeing a, a I, gosh, I just they're so great as as a group of designers in terms of their interpersonal relationships and how they support one another. And that's crucial. I think that's very crucial. And in my experience with the show, I don't think I've seen um, a group of designers get along better than the way that they're getting along. It feels very intimate yeah. with all of them. Yeah, yeah, and they feel very comfortable around each other and and just like sharing like outbursts of creativity, which I think makes oh, Aaron yeah. cringe and say, these people are crazy. <laughs> but I'm like, no, they're just comfortable and and it's okay. Your possible introvertedness is a little like I know. ruffled by that. That's okay. And I but feel like even when Aaron is saying that now, I feel like Aaron has got to be used to it. It's like, oh, here they go again. But then there's like a little smirk because Aaron, I think, really does love it because it's, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm the responsible one in the family and all y'all are crazy. Just going off in the corner, stewing crazy things. But I'm going to be over here actually enjoying watching you do it. Right. <laughs> so I'd like to think. That. But overall, like, I, I do like their energy as a group. I love it when they sing even. I mean, oh, I can't I tell it. if they're singing badly or not because i don't sing greatly but i love it when they sing <laughs> me too it's my, it's my favorite i think there ought to be a soundtrack um there oh ought to be God. like a, an actual soundtrack for season 19 of just these moments of them singing to one another <laughs> it's great um and uh and thank you listeners for your hot takes and for your comments and your um your your perspective so um i'd like to hear more and and especially you know if we've we've missed some stuff we really love hearing from you um yeah these hot takes were great please send them on please please yeah and more than once if this was your first time yes you know yeah Email us as much as you want. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, no, I'm actually, I'm not kidding. I mean it. Anyway, so, um, all right. Well, this is uh, the end of this episode officially, Patricia. Do you have anything to share with our amazing and wonderful listeners? And can you remind them how to find you? Yes, I can be found uh, loitering and commenting on the Workroom Podcast Instagram account page for sure. Mm -hmm. I've been very lazy on my own social media pages, but I'm there uh, with the same uh, username, which is common, which is sense and sight, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And um, the one thing I do want to share is supporters. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the help that you give us in making this possible and in helping Hernez keep this going. <laughs> so thank you. 
And if you're not a supporter, that's okay. Spread the word. That's also extremely helpful. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And yeah, thank that's you. All. Thank you for reminding me about that. Cause it, it's another thing that I um, forget <laughs> to say is um so we are on Patreon and we're dropping our bonus episodes, but um, you can also support us by rating us on Apple iTunes. Um, because again, like we have a, like we, our new listeners. I'm so happy that you found us. And if you rate the show, then um, it makes us more visible so that other people can yeah. find us as well. So yeah. that's another way to, to, to spread the word, tell your friends. And if you don't have fellow project runway friends, then you have us like you know like like welcome this is great all right um oh yeah and you can find me on all of our <laughs> social media oh, yes. yes and at ernez h-e-r-n-e-a-s-e <laughs> and uh yeah that's that's about it um this has been so much fun and i know like a, a <laughs> this is like has been a very trying episode for some of you listeners especially if you don't watch housewives so it was just really wonderful having a non-housewife watcher person on here so thank you patricia because oh. i oh like, you're welcome it's just a great well, perspective I hope, I hope i wasn't too much of a downer because i i don't like <laughs> you know what if anything i think anytime i watch anything about reality tv i end up feeling really like bad for the people yeah. in it i end up feeling like man like like i don't enjoy watching people like I, mean, I don't even know if that's what happens, but like all that stuff. So I hope I wasn't too much of a downer. No, no, not at all. Um, because but I, because like I, and you know, I will say like there, I was very apprehensive and um, I know a lot of our listeners were as well. So, um, so I, you know, I, I think it's really good to talk about them. And especially since we, again, have these designers who didn't have any housewife experience. And so it's like, it's one, it's a very Bravo centric thing for them to do hmm. and it got super niche this episode so yeah um, so no no it was it was really great um it and, was like meta it was like bravo meta yes yes yeah and i i like you know i have to like i love how much i know about tennis for instance but um mm-hmm. i really am very cognizant of how much i know about housewives stuff because it, you know it, it, it skirts in the line of being problematic but um but I also am, I really enjoy being taken out of uh, the housewife universe to see this as a real person challenge or more like a real person oh. challenge rather than like a celebrity challenge. So, um, right. so no, it was, it was a lot of fun. So um, wait, I just got to know. Now, I, I, I feel like, okay, we, we both got to go, but uh-huh. you were very excited about this episode. Yeah. You love both of these shows. Yes. I wish I wish I could have started the episode with this. You love both of these shows. Uh-huh. So, how was it? <laughs> I know you said, okay, I know you said I was watching it through my, I was, I was oh, yeah. apprehensive, I was, I was like, watching oh gosh, it through my, my eyes. Gosh, my gosh. But like, what were the things that you loved about it? Well, I, I have to say that I kind of, okay, and, and I don't want to be Let loose. patronizing Let loose. or condescending <laughs> or anything like that. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, they were so much better behaved than I expected them to be. Oh, yeah. And I also really love those moments where I didn't know who was going to be on. But like there's a there are pockets of moments where, you know, the uh, for instance, like the Potomac franchise is my favorite at the moment. Like I really, really enjoy watching them. And so to see them together and interacting on another set um, together, but still kind of being very familiar 
was like, oh, mm-hmm. um, here is the Potomac ladies kind of doing their Potomac thing, but on Project Runway. And I don't hate it. Like, I'm not feeling like you're tainting <laughs> my Project Runway. But it was still sort of like, oh, here are these cal- characters within this other um, universe, this place that I know a lot better, like, and, and that I love, and that doesn't stress me out. Um, and so uh, I saw it, I, it was just kind of like seeing the the housewives in another element. And yeah, uh, it was very, very fascinating. But I kind of actually was pleasantly surprised that um, what do you do? Or what do they do in a situation that's on Bravo, where they're met with people who don't know who they are? And I, mm. I did not expect that, and I really love that too. I thought that was great. Interesting. Well, that so. that's really that's really cool. Yeah. You know, for me, the thing I hated the most about this episode was not the housewives; it was Andy Cohen. <laughs> because that person just seemed like super greasy to me. I know. I, I was like, oh my god. You know. And not, okay. Because we didn't really talk about greasy. Andy. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's what I mean by greasy: just someone who's like looking for the shade, looking for drama. Yes, like you can't really yes. trust this person. They always have some kind of agenda. They're always yeah. like trying to poke somebody like on the leg so they fall. Yeah. That's what I mean by somebody greasy. Yeah, and that's a part of like, the the weird line um, of Housewives that I always struggle with because the reason why I like Potomac is because they're hilarious. They're just naturally funny and they're not trying to be comedians. They're just funny women and I like I laugh at them all the time. Um, their drama is really stressful. And I think Andy is, you know, playing up the bread and butter. Or the I think the reason why a lot of people watch these shows is because of the the angst and the animosity between yeah. um, everyone. And uh, that's, the, that's the part that I like the least. And he is messy. And that's what the reunions are all about, too. And, you know, uh, mm. and also to just kind of be upfront about it, I rarely watch the reunions because they it's just all mess <laughs> and so oh. that's also why i knew the least about um you know how these reunion outfits work um but yeah no the whole thing with andy is like i just i also don't like this assumption that these women are a lot to handle or they're oh, really demanding or they're yeah, why divas can't they... i'm just like who, exactly on. you guys hired them to do these things and it's i know a part of that is you guys manufacturing these personalities or them molding themselves into something that you advertise to get people to watch the show so why are you knocking them for you know uh for being entertaining and um and and so so there's a little there's a not a little a lot of this like um uh low grade misogyny in how they describe these women that I don't like one bit um and that's I, that those I, are my struggles yeah. with the show I'll say yeah, yeah yeah I would say high grade misogyny okay yeah okay right uh, the thing that I did <laughs> love about this show was I really loved seeing Christian kind of kick it into gear. Mm. Of course, I love yes. seeing her. I always, look, listen, like you, I always love seeing how the designers solve problems. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, but I thought, like, and I, I, I'm still processing the runway hype. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, like, oh my God. processing, like, why so did they, fun. <laughs> Because part of me felt like, I'm glad they're enthusiastic, and part of me is like, well, why are they treating, you know, the housewives like they're in a circus based on, like, this is not the housewife's show this is a separate show yes yeah so that kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable but i think for me it's not it's just the sort of superstructure of it all where people think they can treat people 
based not on what's happening in the room now, but on mm. something that they've seen before on a stage or on a TV show. Yeah. It's like, that was a specific role. What's happening in front of your face now is a different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but that, again, these are the production things that I can't separate from the experience of it all. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Those are all, yeah, very... <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also possible to watch the housewives, the housewives like the people and hate the show. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, know, it's, it really is. Um, uh, gosh. Yeah. The housewives are such a, like for me, a pre pandemic thing. Like, and then, and I've um, uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Patty melt, one of our wonderful Patreon patrons um, who um, also listens to one of my favorite podcasts, watch what crappens. Oh. So we have watch what oh. happens live uh which was oh. which is andy cohen's show and then it's watch what crappens which is a you know a bravo podcast a bravo dedicated pro- podcast but i kind of listen to them because they filter all of this in a comedic way which is primarily why i watch um some of these shows and it, it makes it a lot more palpable um because yeah it is it is very um it can it can be kind of intense um these shows where they they're you you go through a season and it's kind of clear that there are roles like there's a villain and this is the woman you're supposed to hate this year and this is the person who you're supposed right. to love this year and yeah. the back and forth can get a little exhausting emotionally so yeah 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 well yeah, i mean i don't even watch like the um drag race untucked in the yes. beginning i I, I just couldn't watch them. I was like, oh my God. But you know what? Not, I think season 13 or season 12, I watched a couple and they were really sweet. The Untucked oh, okay. was really, really sweet. But then I just didn't have time to watch it. Yeah. But but most of the time, like I just, the majority of Untucked, I have not seen because I'm like, oh my God. I know. No. It's like, again, <laughs> washing through my hands. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to spread my fingers a little bit so I can see yeah. and then brace myself for a lot of conflict <laughs> well now i want to know Naylan's take on the episode oh my gosh <laughs> Naylan, Naylan, all right ruffle fluffy ruffle <laughs> yep i'm i'm very curious very curious about this mix and what Naylan thinks um but yeah so um but thank you patricia especially for um enduring <laughs> I was worried about both of you because uh, I was like, oh, no, who's going to get the housewives? Who's going to get this episode? I'm so sorry. But, of course uh, I would do it. <laughs> of course. But, yeah. This is a, this is, at the end of the day, this is a pleasure. Like, uh, the housewives are not going to ruffle me up. Yay. Like, okay, good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, uh, I'm going to roll my eyes and think what I think, but it's not like, you know, it's. And I know it's not, I know it's the same for Nayland. Like, yeah. I know it's not the end of the world for Nayland, you know. Oh, it's not going to, neither one of us are going to be ruffled up by this show. <laughs> but we're going to think what we think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad my fears were, uh, were not realized. Oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry to do this to them. But yeah, yeah. We'll, right. we'll just like end here officially and we'll, you know, we'll continue chatting about this later. Um, but okay. <laughs> w- w- wonderful listeners, um, take care of yourselves as best as you can and um we will see you next time so until then we'll both say goodbye Bye. bye